My bad, boss. No. <laughs> Dude, so before we delve into anything, just introduce yeah. yourself for the people that didn't watch the last one because I always forget to – whenever I have people back on for a second time, I just assume that now everyone knows them as well as I do. And so I've had people on before in like 30 minutes and I was like, there are going to be people who have no idea who it is that I'm talking to. Yeah. Introduce uh, yourself. I mean um, – my name's Brad. I was a uh, armored car supervisor or crew leader, whichever you want to say, um, for about five years. Fuck um, yeah. <laughs> it was quite the industry, I'll tell you. Um, yeah. Seen a lot. Um, if you haven't seen this podcast before, I guess one of the things I kind of brag about was uh, I had lunch on a pallet of 50s. Yes. Yes. And, and you fu- – and- that was the thing you bragged about, but then you told the story later that I, that was like ten times cooler. You were like, "Yeah, we were we had a truck that had between three hundred and twenty and three hundred and fifty one million dollars." I was like, "Why would is why is that not what you open with?" Like, well, um, I I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not my money. I'm, I it's just I sign for the money and I take possession of it as all. True. Um, but. Um, yeah, um, I actually really don't, don't know why I open with that. I, I guess that would be cooler, huh? Yeah, I mean, sitting on a pallet of 50s is definitely dope. Like, Yeah, right? <laughs> that definitely has like an imagery to it. I mean, but, totally just misusing the pallet to yeah. sit on. Yeah. yeah. I've had lunch uh, on a pallet, pallet of door frames. <sighs> doors are cool. Yeah, yeah, those are cool. Not really. <laughs> yeah, I guess... Yeah, I guess you get the imagery from the palette of fifties more, but I guess totally. Yeah, yeah. You, you then I actually yeah I would open with that. I, I mean, segue into the third of a billion. Three hundred and some million dollars is just a pain in the ass to deal with, though. I, I, I mean, you're not going to rob a truck for three hundred and some million dollars. It's going to actually take you an hour to load. I, I, knock I mean, on, maybe knock on twenty wood. minutes if knock um, on wood, Brad. If you're good. Yeah, but you wouldn't rob the truck. You would just. You just kill the people driving it and take the truck. You wouldn't. Um, in today's world, you're yeah, you're gonna have to kill the people. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's in a situation to where laws are pretty uh, clear on when and when people can't shoot you. So um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I figure if I'm trying to take if I'm trying to take a a truck full of that much money, I'm not gonna let the limiting factor be. How much of this money can I physically move in my getaway car? Like I'm already, well, I'm already going for it. I'm already going uh, for a touchdown. Like I'm already fucked. So, t- well, put it this way: um, it really depends on the state, but anywhere from five hundred to three thousand um, dollars and over is considered a felony. So, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, you're already committing a felony. You exactly. might as well just go big. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was getting at. Like if. It's not like I'm going to have any less jail time. So Correct. it's like, dude, just fucking, yeah. It's kind of like what the guy I had on the other day said about skydiving. He was like, he was like, skydivers are very similar to, to EODs, you know, explosive ordnance oh, disposal. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he was like, we either do the job correctly or it's very quickly no longer our problem. Totally. Yeah. 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 I feel uh, like, that's very true. You, you won't feel it either. Exactly. You won't even know what happened. So I guess that's how mm-hmm. I, I would look at it too. Like if I'm going to rob a truck for a third of a billion, <laughs> I either do it and I get away and I'm just, and I'm rich as fuck or 
or it's not my problem anymore because I'll, well, I'll be dead. I, I mean, think of it this way, though. Let's just say you get away with $100 million and you uh, actually bury it in the ground. Wouldn't you be willing to do 20 years knowing that there's, you know, $100 million just buried in the ground waiting for you? Hmm. Depends where I'm coming from. Right, right, right <laughs> okay. now, right now, 29, college education, good health. Got a podcast going for me. I'm talented. Okay. I have friends. I have a loving family. If the podcast doesn't work out, I know I'm gonna get something to work out. But I think the podcast is gonna work out. Twenty years? No, Yikes. because 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 like the stresses now, like they're stresses. I'm 29. I live at home. Like it's not cool. You know, I don't have a social yeah. life. But like, I could take that 20 years <clears throat> and work towards my passions and potentially get to okay. 100 million. And even if I don't, hmm. it would still be a fun twenty years. It wouldn't be the I mean, same as got constricted to a prison. <laughs> yeah, and getting butt fucked by Bubba. So, yeah. And dude, dude who, who says yeah, you're not? Uh, who says you're not killed in prison? Who says you're not killed in prison? You piss off some. Yeah. You piss off some Aryan mob boss, right. and uh, next thing you know, your fucking throat's ripped open from a shank made out of an old toothbrush. Like, you know. Yeah. And dude, who's to say that? Who knows what 20 years of confinement does to you? Who's to say that your mind just doesn't break? Well, it, it, and that's actually a funny observation because I know a lot of people that have been through prison mm-hmm. and they can actually vouch uh, and, and say that I can tell when another person's been to prison just by the how they look. Really? Uh, yeah, um, it, it's just one of those things. So, for, for example, if you've ever been in the military, you can instantly spot out someone that's also been in the military, sure. generally by you know how they walk, how they stand. Okay. Some sometimes even by the haircut that they have. Really, I always get yeah. asked if I'm military. Not now because really? I'm chubbier, but when I was cut up for like ten years, just shredded, people would always get oh yeah, get haircuts, go to parks, make military discount. And the only thing that ever kept me from the only thing that kept me saying no was just I was like, you know, aside from just the I'm not a piece of shit is also like is <laughs> also like I never want to run into someone that is military. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. Well, you know, where'd you serve? I'd be like uh, with guns, got a little <laughs> guns in the desert, you know, had to Soul say situation had, had, yeah, exactly. I don't want to get my I know mm-hmm. too many actual military members and. I don't want to get my fucking balls ripped off, but well, and I actually <clears throat> ran into the same thing too. Um, really? Say, for example, if I was ever going into like a uh, Chipotle, for example, and I was getting some Chipotle, they actually have a law enforcement discount, and I would look at them, I show them the patch on the side of my arm, and I would say, "No, I'm security, yeah, I'm not law enforcement." Yeah. Um, five out of um five out of ten times i'd still get the discount really and i actually still felt ashamed for it i mean Shit, but man, those two dollar chipotle bowls were amazing i'll tell you that that's, that's enough to corrupt a man yeah dude yeah. there was some um there's like a philosopher he died this past december i think he was like 90 his name's ram Dass. his real name is richard alpert he's do you mm-hmm. know who tim Fillier is the guy from the 60s turn on tune in drop out he's a huge lsd proponent it's pretty famous. Okay. Timothy Lear. He's like one of the forces behind the '60s. Him and Richard Alpert really? were friends. They got they got fired from Harvard for giving students LSD in the '60s. Huh. Yeah, they were part of. They were, they kind of they were part of the. They almost tipped off the '60s. They almost knocked over the first dominoes. That's where they were. 
But um, okay. But this guy, after becoming a Harvard professor and getting into LSD, he was like, he realized that happiness wasn't going to be achieved through, you know, getting higher and higher, uh, higher in the, like the inner Ivy League circles, you know, going okay. to fancier and fancier parties. He was like, he's like, that's not. He was like, you can get to the highest rung, and he's like, I realized that I could be at the White House and you know, eating caviar with heads of state. But the reality is, is like, happiness was never. But anyway, so he went on this long spiritual life and he became an awesome dude. But one thing he talked about was how he could tell when someone had been to prison and notably solitary confinement. He's like, because you'd look into their eyes and you could see an infinity because they would. Because this guy, he went to some like, you know, temples in like India for like years at a time. He would sit in like a four by four foot cell like 18 hours a day for like three years on end, just meditating and like eating like, you know, rice soup and nothing else. But he was like, you could tell when he's like, you'd spot someone on the street. He's like, you could tell when they'd been, he's like, or other times I'd have like someone, like a student during yoga. And I'd look at him and I'd be like, how did you get where you are? Just like from young Mm -hmm. one yogi to another. And they'd just be like solitary, man. Like, Yeah. (laughs) yikes <laughs> yeah dude I, I guess if you don't break maybe you reach peace i don't know it's what uh yeah it's what charles manson said you know charles manson yeah yeah absolutely oh he, i he, totally know who charles manson yeah. is i mean he, he was certainly an interesting dude but man did he last in prison for just the longest of times holy yeah. hell well if you ever seen those like crazy interviews but one of the things he says is and they're like all right and you're like how do you feel that after this interview is 69 or someone like, how, yeah. do you, how do you feel about how after this interview you're going back into prison? Like he got to leave his cell to do this interview. Yeah. And he was like, what prison? He was like, it's an eternity. Absolutely. That's what he said. He said, go into your yeah. mind. It's an eternity. He was like, y'all are in prison. Mm-hmm. He was like, you're just coming to visit me. Yeah. Something, it seems like there's some, to answer your question though, 20 years, 100 million, it would all depend on where I came from. From where I am now, yeah. no. Okay. Broken household, maybe grew up in the ghetto, if you know, mm-hmm. traumatized childhood, no education, you know, and I'm going in for slinging rocks. Like, yeah, maybe. Okay. Shit, yeah. you might have a lot better chance of surviving that. I mean, there's a lot of people in that situation. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, um, early on into your podcast, I do want to respond to those guys um, from your uh, Mars colonization uh, about how th- they would steal coins. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> fun fact, um, that is a legitimate way of stealing cash. Yeah. However, even that's tracked. <laughs> coins? Um, Bullshit. Yeah, so, um, Bullshit. Believe it or not. I don't I believe you. Had, this podcast is uh, over. Uh, Fake news. <laughs> Whatever. Click. <laughs> no, so uh, my branch manager um, and I actually just had a beer a couple of weeks ago, and he said he had to fire um, one of his uh, coin tellers because hmm. he proved that he was stealing coin. And he was stealing uh, $5 per chest, and you they were getting, you know, like 100 chests per day and stuff. And it was just a little amounts everywhere. Mm. But see, the thing is, and this was the funny part, everything was caught on camera, but he didn't um, snag them right away. He waited until it was over $500 because after that, it's a felony. That make Was that intentional? Yeah. Oh, 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 you're the, the guy that fired him. 
Yep. Um, he <laughs> recorded all of the uh, thefts, and he just waited until it um, oh, went I, over $500. I thought you were saying the uh, guy that stole yep. it. I thought you were yep, saying but, that guy waited until it was a felony. Oh, no. I was like, bold move. No. <laughs> <laughs> bold move, pal. Let's see how it yeah, plays right. out. <laughs> Yep, so um, right as he stole, you know, the 500th dollar, um, that's when he called the cops, and then he uh, called uh, internal investigations, and he was detained immediately. They actually found um, $50 with the coins in his uh, trunk that day. Did he wait until... What? Say again. Did he wait till it was exactly five hundred dollars? Because what if he mis- um, what if he miscounted so, and it wasn't a felony? I'd wait till it was like five twenty. I'm assuming that um, because he did say it was a felony, so he had to have waited until it was just over five hundred dollars. Sure, sure. You know, may- maybe five hundred one. <laughs> he he didn't specifically tell me the amount, but mm-hmm. he he waited, and I guess that's one of the scarier parts of the industry too. I mean, if you aren't immediately detained, you're going to be made an example out of. Mm. And what will happen is, in his specific situation, um, he, he thought he was getting away with it, but in all honesty, my supervisor was watching the cameras and re- recording everything, and ding, no, got but, him right after 500 bucks. See, if you're only going for, like, that much, I feel like it would be... I feel like you would just go to... Oh, I don't know. I guess you were talking about the pallets and how they are each. What was it? Bricks. Bricks make up yeah, layers. Yeah, bricks like, and serialized. Well, everything. you were talking about like when you came out of the federal reserve. You're like it, that shit's better sealed up than uh than Pablo Escobar's cocaine shipments. Dude, I'm serious. <laughs> I know. I believe you. Well, I'm thinking because I was thinking if you're going for five hundred bucks and you're getting the felony anyway, I feel like it'd be much easier to just try to slip away with five paper thin bills, five Franklins. But uh, I was thinking. It's not. It's not. They're just sitting in a pile. It's like you said. No. Yeah. Wrapped up like Pablo Escobar's coke shipment. So. Yeah. The only time that you're actually touching the physical cash, I I think, is when you're loading and unloading ATMs. Mm. When you're actually touching the physical bills, and I'll tell you one thing: there are more cameras in that ATM than people realize. Really. <laughs> it's not just the one looking at your face. I mean, it's what. Yeah. I mean, not only do they have the one looking at your face, I mean, they have the one all around the banks, and then they have one in the safe, and then they have another camera inside um, watching the internal components so people uh, aren't skimming Uh, the machines. Jesus. Did you ever ever have to worry about – what are those things that you can, like, clip over? Yeah, skimmer. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah. Where people yeah. go in and you could every once in a while I see a picture on Reddit of someone that will be like, you yeah. know, I was in wherever Thailand, and it's like mm-hmm. a skimmer and it's just like pops off the front and it's like it was coding everyone's stuff. Yep. Um, have not personally seen one. A coworker has ran into one, but um, it was on the outside of the machine. And, okay. And and in all actuality, um. That's a really silly place for a skimmer, don't you think? I, I, I well, I mean, I guess w- with my knowledge, um, I, I, I would put one on the inside. What if you don't have access to the inside, though? Oh, t- trust me, you can get the keys. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're smart enough, <laughs> yes. And if you have, yeah, I'm, well, yeah, I'm just thinking about some some schmuck who's just like walks by and you know slaps it on. Okay. 
Yeah, I could see why you would put it on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. <sighs> Fuck that. I'm I'm more interested about the guys trying to steal coin though. Go into that okay. go into that more. No, what, no, no, no. Ask me questions. Yeah. What what all was he taking? Like what is dollar coins. That's what he would he one dollar that's coins? what he was taking. One um any dollar coin. So these chests that we pick up, um, they are in machines that count coins. Um, so if you've ever been to like a U.S. bank or a Wells Fargo, um, they don't actually have coin counting machines anymore. But you would take your jar of pennies or something and you throw it into this machine. Yeah. And it would count for you. Yeah. Well, it, it would drop the coins down into this chest that had four wheels and a handle and we would drag it out and we put it into an armored truck and the coin teller's job is to take those chests and dump it into this big hopper and this hopper feeds these industrial sites coin machines and it counts it when we empty those individual machines in the bank we print out receipts showing totals mm. and when they count the uh coins uh they uh reflect what was counted and what the totals were from that machine and record if there was any difference mm. and that's how he was caught because my supervisor um started seeing reports of you know a dollar missing or 50 cents missing or it, a certain amount of money was missing from each chest and it was a red flag mm. so he decided to investigate and 500 and some dollars later he fired someone <laughs> but how did the guy so he was just skimming some off the top like what just putting it in yeah. his pocket or is it, uh, was it wrapped putting it in his back pocket yeah oh. Lo loose coins what a, what like a an inefficient way to do it <laughs> well i mean yes but i mean if you're going to steal from an armored car company i mean it, it, it makes sense I, I mean you have to find some sort of weakness in the security mm. Mm. what would be i don't know if you can talk about this i don't know if this would be like <clears throat> your operational security what would be or let me put it this way do do these armored I guess these money. What 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 are the company? What what would they be classified as? Like money moving companies? Is there what is is there is there like a so, phrase for it? I can only speak for my state. Mm -hmm. My state, um, we had to have some sort of commercial vehicle license mm -hmm. because some of our vehicles were over twenty six thousand pounds. Yeah. Um, but we also had to have a license from the state because there was a uh, private detective and executive protection sort of board mm. that all the security companies had to go through to get a license to operate in that state. So, I mean, it, it was kind of like a mix of two. And if we didn't have e e either of those, then we couldn't operate. Okay. Um, so... I would say it's probably the same certificates as like FedEx, but okay. an added one with like some sort of security licensing. Hmm. Yeah. So, do you know what a what a red cell team is? 
a red cell team. I am unfamiliar with that term. So like um like the Secret Service, for instance, I know in like the eighties or nineties, they I don't think it's like a permanent thing. It's I think it's almost like it's a it's like a duty you'll carry out. So they they went to, to Delta Force, which is just, you know, the tippy tippy top of special forces. They are yeah. you know, when the president picks up the phone and needs someone dead yesterday, yeah. <laughs> calls them. So the Secret Service was like they wanted Delta Force to infiltrate the White House lawn. And they're not going to tell them what countermeasures there are. They want, because what, so what they do is it's where one team or side, so you could say like the U.S., hires someone else within the U.S. to try yeah. to break their system. Delta Force ended up parachuting onto the front lawn and they didn't know. It's still classified how. But I'm assuming so Delta Force told the Secret Service how, so the Secret Service plugged up that hole. But Delta Force <laughs> apparently awesome. isn't that insane? Delta Force apparently they like the Secret Service was like, yeah, we're not picking them up on radars or something, and just like apparently like silently it was from Annie Jacobson's uh, kill surprise kill vanish. Apparently, just like these parachutes came down and like there was like fifty soldiers and they were like motherfuckers, they did it. So. <laughs> But that's what a red cell team is. So like, okay, or a red cell team might be, um, you know, nuclear uh, submarine security. They might, they might hire some seals and be like, can you okay. breach the port or something? And if they can, then they tell them how they did it. And you plug it up, then you hire a new team and see if they can break it. So, does, granted money moving companies don't have those same funds, but is there anything equivalent to, you know? try to break the system try to crack the system or um i honestly think the uh employees themselves try to break the system every day because they always try to improve it okay because of their own security okay i I mean for example there are certain techniques that we use to break into armored trucks and I, i i could still theoretically do it 10 seconds that's all i need you could yes absolutely is that something you can talk about no okay okay that's where this that's where these whole past 10 minutes i've been dancing around trying to get like brad like tell me how not like because i so much as like Um, just curious but i guess that's where i was getting out the whole um, red cell team is because you're talking about not recorded i'll tell you that (laughs) no okay well Let's see what you can can say. We'll talk off camera, okay? How about Fuck. that? Fuck. Well, I was gonna say because it was the way you worded it when you talked about coin. You said someone they had they found a weakness or what they thought to yeah. what they thought was a weakness in the chain uh-huh. of custody transfer, or whatever. That's yep. what I wanted to know is. Uh-huh. Do, do you know of any weakness? And then that's how I got into red cell. I was asking. I wonder if they hire. Say, hey, Brad, try <clears> to <throat> tell us what the weakness is, or. But I guess that makes sense. It's you'd want to find your own weaknesses because if you can plug that hole, you're protecting mm-hmm. your own ass. Um, let me tell you a weakness when it comes to coin, and I can actually talk about this because it makes sense. Yeah, and it could be po- um, possible for it to be public knowledge. Okay, or at least um, knowledge to all the ex employees um, that have worked specifically at my branch. Mm-hmm. So coins specifically what coin is is it comes in those chests right Mm -hmm. well those chests sometimes spill well 
the ground is uneven and sometimes there are drains that coin may dump into. When the chests get counted, you know, there's obviously that difference um, in the totals, but sometimes that's just a write-off and the insurance company covers it, which means since that coin has now been accounted for, it's still in the drain. So uh, I honestly, um, theoretically, it's possible that that employee, instead of just stealing dollar coins, he could have just pulled up the grates um, in the drains and pocketed the coins in the uh, grate. Mm. Okay, so... So is the move, do you accidentally spill a whole thing? No, 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 because uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now, there, there's do you plenty have to of pay coins down there. Okay. Well, I was going to say, do you have to pay for it? Or would, um, would they let you off? If you spill the thing of $1,000, would they be like, you're fired? Like, You're still, um, you're probably still going to be fired no matter the amount because it's just the concept of integrity, trust, and... Um, <laughs> accountability sort of thing so even even if it was an accident like if it was just a couple Um, dollars is it really an accident if it happens though yeah exactly that's what i'm asking so because you said (laughs) it happens it spills you know the floor's not even i i really think that in the industry um you are guilty until proven innocent because of the system that's in place just no tolerance. Just because of the events that's happened in history, you know, where there have been heists of millions upon millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, half the stuff that's stolen is just never reported to the media. I, I, I mean, seriously. <laughs> really? I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. It's yeah. like the end. Uh, N- N- I honestly think that the armored car companies pay off the media some way to keep um armored truck crashes out of the news i believe it yeah Yeah, no i mean i i absolutely believe it because there's been a few examples of that and i've looked around google i've used different search engines and nothing's come up (laughs) well i mean it's like it's like the NSA. I think it was one of the heads of the NSA over the years, James Clapper, Michael Hayden. I don't remember who, but he was like, you know, we don't. People are like, you know, <clears throat> for all the hate, the all the hate the intelligence community uh, catches. It's like, well, we never publish our wins, so like, we're not gonna make a news. Uh, there's not gonna be a big news story about terrorist act a that we thwarted or foiled um, oh, of course not because you don't want them to know that you foiled it you don't yeah. want to know because if you plugged up a hole and you know the hole is plugged you want to keep it plugged but you also don't want to tell everyone that's plugged because that that's how you can catch potential terrorists like you know totally. funnel them in here because they think there's an opening um you know they probably I would imagine they report it to like the Pentagon or Department of Defense, and it's like, hey, look, we're doing our job. Oh, of course, our budget's justified. But they're like, yeah. we don't. You don't go to the news and say we thwarted another nine eleven because you don't want no, them to no, know. You don't, you don't want anyone else to know you got thwarted. We got it. It's well, a silent professional. 
same thing. Well, see, the thing is, is um, and to expand on that too, um, if you go public with that sort of stuff, the public is also going to say, well, why didn't you thwart it earlier? Yes. Yes. And, yeah. Your budget isn't justified because um, they were planning for uh, a month yeah. when you should have thwarted it when it, ha- when it was still smaller. Yeah. Or it could be that's bullshit. I don't believe you. You're just making yeah. this thing up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, I thwarted something. Trust me. So, yeah, it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. But that totally. makes sense. Yeah, don't, 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 don't publish, don't publish successful robberies. Correct. Because, yeah, if, you know, if I start seeing in the news armored truck robber and then another couple of days later, another one robbed, a couple of days later, another one robbed, and then you know, this goes on for a year and then I'm down on my luck. Well, it's also bad for business too because um back in the 80s that was the last time an armored truck was robbed at my branch and it was under a a different name but what happened was is after that armored truck robbery um about 20 25 percent of the clients um up in um invalidated their contract and went to another armored truck company exactly yeah yeah why wouldn't yeah. they bought right out and went to competition? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if, if it happens, you got to keep it really hush hush because it could actually uh, bankrupt an armored truck company because they're not doing their job. Yeah. Shit, man. If I if I, so, man. If I own a, an armored truck company and there's another one that's getting all the business on the block, do I hire some guys to rob it? Be like, oh, oh that man. sounds like espionage. Yeah, that sounds like some corporate espionage. Be like, hey man, I heard um I heard Brad Security Company got fucked up, man. You should come over to Kerrigan Security. We have no leaks. We have shit, man. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um about those vans. They're, they're not our they're I don't I don't wanna can we talk about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, well, let's do it, man. Yeah, because yeah, well, because you said you're like, what we when we're trying to be like incognito is we drive these yeah. vans, and I wasn't sure if saying it would kind of blow the incognito no, no. cover. We totally drew fucking soccer mom vans, man. Yeah. <laughs> how, how much can those things carry, dude? Can those? Ca- huh? I mean, how much fucking cash can those things hold? Is it just? When do you? Well, I, they were honestly just completely stock, you know, like 2003s or two, 2010 Dodge Caravans. I mean, they had like the privacy glass in the back, so they weren't necessarily tinted, like, but the glass itself was dyed to be super dark. Yeah. And you could stack that shit up into the glass line. I mean, you could put a few million dollars if you really wanted to. Really, but um, I, I never did that myself. Don't lie to me. No, so um, <laughs> I've honestly, um, you could probably put you know up to like five hundred thousand dollars into the safe, but then I mean you you could have boxes of coin around it, just because you know boxes of coin don't fit into safes, mm. um, but. Yeah, I, I would honestly say theoretically you could put two million dollars worth of twenties into it if you were feeling bold. <laughs> Jesus. So, so what what happens if you're Dodge Carrot, you're non armored, 
Dodge Caravan uh-huh. fall 20s. What happens if you get T-boned at an intersection by like a fucking dump truck? <laughs> Does it just look like a goddamn pinata? Just like, boom, just fucking money everywhere. I honestly would assume that the general public would be very surprised. Like, oh shit, where'd all this come from? <laughs> it's not like but a... yeah, pinata for sure, man. Yeah, because yeah, you're not you'd expect it if it was like a Brinks truck. But even yeah. then, I guess the Brinks truck probably wouldn't explode because it's an armored truck. The yeah. fucking soccer mom car just gets <laughs> just gets fucked up by a dump truck. Well, I mean, I would I would honestly think that everyone around the um, like the first block um, would assume that I or someone else robbed a bank instead probably. of us being the bank. Probably, <laughs> dude. So. But yeah, I mean, interesting choice of cars, right? I mean, yeah. I, I would have thought, you know, something different, like some sort of sedan or a coupe or something. Yeah. Soccer mom bands, man. That's where it's at. See, what I would do is, because it's not so sure, in, it's incognito. It's, you know, you're not this blatant, big, you know, geometric, cuboidal, you know, right. armored truck. It's like, well, there's the goods. It's... But the thing is, is like, if someone's tipped off, you're fucked. So what I would do oh, yeah. in all my brilliance is I would still have an armored truck, but it wouldn't be like your classical armored truck. It would be like, you know, it'd be like Krispy Kreme or like Walmart or something. And it would just be, it would be armored, but you wouldn't know any better. And okay. it would. So you're talking more or less like one of those bread trucks. Hmm. Yeah, and it's like you never think twice about it because, like, no, you never not. think twice about the Dodge Caravan. But no. if you do find out about it, you can fuck it up. No one knows mm-hmm. that the Krispy Kreme truck is actually carrying ten million dollars in cash. But if they do find out about it, <laughs> you're still going after an armored truck. So it's like, yeah, the the safety is still there. It's mm-hmm. but you're a little more under the radar. You know. Let me expand on that. So if I were to ever do a Krispy Kreme truck. I would um, get one of those crispy, tr- um, crispy cream trucks that have those um, refrigerator units on it, but then just never activate it. So people understand the fact that oh well, maybe that unit is actually keeping the donuts cold, but in fact it's just completely disabled and there's ten million dollars in it. Yeah. See, I would do that, but I would I would armor the insides. I would still okay. armor it, yeah. just not in your like traditional. Yeah. I don't know if that's the move or if the move is just you just fucking roll deep. Like, okay. Um, do you remember in the last episode me talking about one of those like uh, FedEx style trucks? Yeah, like the vans. So, um, or the bigger trucks. Those I actually have the armor plating uh, on the inside. Um, it maintains the normal body on the outside. Really? Yeah. So how many, how thick is the armor? Is that, or is that trade Um, secrets? What can the armor take? um, 762 by 51R. So if you need a break, I guess. Yeah. If you need a break into it, what are you using? 
Or can you not talk? Um, if, I, if I'm breaking in, uh, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to find someone with a 50 BMG. That's, that's um, what I was about to say, 50 cal. Yeah. I, I mean, that that round itself is anti-matter. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's going to punch through. I mean, for good luck, too. I mean, you might as well get a black tip. Um, yeah. That's armor-piercing. Yeah. Yeah. In all actuality, I mean, you really only need um, 308. Um, the glass itself is pretty tough. I've actually done some testing on uh, on the glass. Um, we decommissioned a, a couple of the trucks, and we were allowed to take the glass from it and shoot it up and give the videos to our trainer and stuff, and the results were actually impressive. Really? But, yeah, um, e- even some of the damaged glass, you know, because – armor trucks they don't do well with vibration um why is that well it's just because of all the armor um they do not take potholes well i'll tell you that so over time you know the uh glass itself will jar and vibrate within the armor and it'll crack over time um but even that glass that cracks um it it holds up very well. Um, the trouble comes down to uh, the fact of if you have someone really good at shooting and they're able to land shot upon shot upon shot in the same area. Mm. I, I mean, if you do that um, with a 308, you know, you're getting in the fourth or fifth time. So. Um AR-15 is a little different story. You'll have to kind of um, be a lot better. But there's a bunch of ammunition that has um, some really, really fast velocity on it. And velocity is king at the end of the day, man. Um, I've seen some ballistic testing where um, you have steel armor plating for body armor. Um, it's uh, AR-500 armor. You can actually go to their website. Um, but they rate their steel plates at level three. And it's supposed to stop um, AK-47, AR-15s, but I have seen testing with an AR-15 with uh, high-velocity ammunition. It, it goes right through the first round. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. so i mean i it, it, it's pretty cool stuff um it's it's cool to know that there are rounds out there that will go through the first round but on the same aspect it's a little scary too <laughs> yeah so so i'm thinking that like instead of trying to fire in the same spot to punch through mm-hmm. again because you got to get it open you got to get the truck to stop. You got to neutralize the forces in the truck, those three guys, uh-huh. and then you got to transfer. All that is a precious window of time. So I'm thinking yeah. if I can get something that can punch through that armor, I'm going to punch right through the driver's window, you know, remove well, him and not, then just take the truck. Not even that. Uh, I, I would honestly punch straight through the engine itself. Or that. I was going to say, what about doing yeah. something else? plugging the exhaust pipe like you know okay yeah you really yeah we're just looking at this from like a desperate standpoint 
someone well, yeah no of course wants um, fucking money yeah <laughs> yeah um if, if you're really that desperate then um for sure um punch you right through the window the only thing is is you're going to need something really high caliber because what's stopping that driver from just putting it right into drive or um stepping on the gas right away and just that's what running i mean away? that's what i mean yeah so you got to get them you got to get that truck on a long straightaway somewhere you know okay. it's a long road that eventually you know splits like a t or something so there's a building at the end of it I'm laying down with my 50 BMG and I'm waiting until the thing is lined up with me. And then okay. just boom, right through the, I mean, literally just remove the driver's head. And then that's when, yeah, get your team to go take okay. the truck. Because um, take the truck. You don't want to take out the engine because now you got a dead truck sitting there. Right. <laughs> you want to remove the driver mm-hmm. and his head. <laughs> and well, I. I, I guess our tactics are a, a little different. You're waiting for that um, straightaway. Um, I, I'm going to catch an armored truck um, downtown somewhere where there's a bunch of stoplights and mm. pedestrians and cars. Mm. And I'm going to find a spot to where they have to make many, many turns. Mm. And if we're talking about being very desperate, straight I'm going to have five or six people and we're going to open up on a, a, every turn. Mm, okay. Or, or you fuck, you just get two trucks. And you just, when this thing's parked, you come up and you get like almost like perpendicular to it, front and back, so it can't move. I'd get my driver's window looking across your hood, and then it's just unloading. Let's expand on that then. Why not a train? Um, Trap it on train tracks. Because I'll tell you anything tanks, trains win, trucks, cars, trains win. Trains win. Trains win, man. Momentum is mass times velocity. Doesn't even yep. matter if it's going 20 miles an hour. If you've yep. got 100,000 tons, <laughs> that's the same as a dump truck going like Mach 2. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's that trains win every time. Yep. <clears throat> so, trains win. Yeah. <sighs> but then, but that doesn't mean the train doesn't get de- derailed. Right? So, you got to make, you got to hope the train. You know, just how much does the train win? It fucks up the armored truck, you know. But what are you going to do? Get away on a train? Like, you're on the track. You're staying on the track. Well, I I guess that creates the best diversion ever because now there's a a very large public health concern um, other Mm. than just the armored truck, right? Mm. I mean, I, I think law enforcement's going to respond to the train more so than the armored truck. Mm. Or maybe you got to think outside the box, right? Okay. You fucking, you wait till this thing's at a stoplight or wherever, downtown, right? And you're, you're over it on a balcony or something, you know, why don't you, or just drive right up in front of it. Why aren't you just throwing, you know, 10, 15 balloons of black paint, just cover the windows. I don't care how armored your truck is. You can't see shit. <laughs> you know? What about yeah, something like yeah, that? Um, I'm not saying that you can get in, but I know for a fact that you... I mean, sure, you got your windshield wet, but I mean, just keep dumping black paint on there. Or, so, um, what about it, a flamethrower? You just char the windshield. Yeah. yeah. Where are you going? You're, you could do that. Um, you're obviously <sighs> going to stay inside. Um, yeah. I'll tell you right out the in, in the black paint situation. 
I'm closing all, all of our events and I'm going to have lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly and, what's going to happen. And call back up. I mean, just, yeah. we're stuck in here. You, you just just make the call. <laughs> yeah, back up. Get the, well, you said they took the racks off, but I'm still reaching up and I'm grabbing my shotgun. I'm just like, all right, boys, we're in a sticky situation. Close the vents, stay frosty. But, uh, <laughs> Man, I miss those shotguns. Don't act. They like were you certainly don't, awesome. Don't act like you don't keep them somewhere in there. Well, um, I, I was able to buy one, so that was after they took them out and stuff. And corporate <clears throat> asked up, asked us if we wanted to buy them before they destroyed them. These communists, right? <laughs> Dare you destroy armored truck shotguns? Oh. You bastard! You un-American bastard! Peasants. Yeah, seriously. Okay. I'm trying to think of how else I'm fucking up this armored truck. Okay. Okay. You get a big old fucking one of those big old just like heavy lifting cranes, the ones they use to to, to move uh, shipping containers. Okay. Sky cranes. Yeah. You got that big uh, electromagnetic pet, or yeah, the electromagnet. So the one uh-huh. that they can turn on and off. I'm just coming down and I'm just grabbing the armored truck. Just yeet. And then what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, if you say you're going to drop it, then you've accomplished something. Yeah, but if, you, if you're just going to take a crane. And grab the armored truck. That's all you've accomplished. <laughs> so now you're just having lunch in the air. Yeah, yeah you no, got to drop it. You got to drop I, I, it. I'm going to have lunch, but I'm going to make a call to my wife saying, hey, this is the situation. It's probably going to go south. Uh, are, are we sure we have our life insurance policy? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you bring it up. Yeah, no, now you're getting, yeah, that's too intricate. You're getting a crane, picking it up, dropping it. I feel like if you can, like, I feel like if you can pull off getting a crane, a sky crane, yeah. then you have the willpower and the IQ to yeah. maybe do something I, smarter. I mean, especially if you're that <laughs> mechanically inclined to, um, <laughs> in all honesty, I mean, um, you're able to operate a lot heavier machinery that can do better things. Um, especially if, if, if it's your first time trying to operate a crane. Mm. Okay. Okay, so you get a dump truck. And you get okay. you get in front of the armored truck on the highway. Uh-huh. Dump truck full of, like... You don't want something fine like sand or gravel. Some heavier sort of rocks. Maybe some like cinder blocks that have just. Yeah, maybe just a bunch of cinder blocks. And okay. Just get right in front of that fucker on the highway and just open Oops. up the back. And yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I mean, you probably actually fucked it up. Um, I, I would honestly say some of the smaller armored trucks you'd probably disable, um, probably kill the people inside. Yeah. But locks are locks. It's still going to be locked. And now there's dead people inside that can't unlock it. So, I mean, 
what's your next move? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, no. Um, put it this way: armored trucks are designed to keep money safe. Tow truck. They're not necessarily designed to keep people alive. <laughs> Tow truck. Dump truck drops the cinder blocks. Okay. You get it on a highway doing like eighty. Fuck All up. Right. Fuck up the armored truck. Tow truck comes. Tow truck was on the armored truck by, I don't know, tenth of a mile. Okay. That thing's fucked up. That fucker just, again, and you, and you've you've planned this out. Tow truck rolls around, <laughs> and just jump out. You hook the thing. Fuck the dead guys inside. Just take the armored truck. Um, you're you're going to need a flatbed, and that's going to take time. Um, you still haven't told me how you're going to actually open up the truck. <laughs> you figure um, that you figure that out at your destination. If you okay. can get away with the truck, yeah, that's fair. Well, then it's just a matter of time, you know. Well, um, you've got this the truck to fuck up. Are worth a lot of money too. Yeah, but I want the money inside. I'm going for that third of a billion okay. Federal Reserve cash. All right. So, but let's say, but let's just say, okay, but let's, okay, let's say you get a flatbed and let's say you just get a fucking team and you've just planned out, you know, a thousand times how to just get shit quickly, just in and out, in and out. So let's say you manage to drop the cinder blocks, you fuck up this armored truck and just instantly just pull right up. Shit, you could probably even divert some people. Like throw the little lights on the tow truck. They might just be thinking, oh, how convenient. That tow truck was right there, you know, situation right. taken care of, right? <laughs> You fucking, you drop that fucker, pick it up. Let's say you can get out of there. You got a warehouse okay. somewhere. You know, you're in the, you're in the outskirts of the city. You go to the industrial park, get to a warehouse, okay. whatever. Maybe you know a guy that knows a guy. You can dump it onto a truck, onto a barge or something. Put a tarp over it, just somewhere. No, you haven't opened it up yet, but you've killed the drivers. You've disabled this thing, and so now it's just. A time game. Where can we take this? Can we take it somewhere? Does Billy Bob know a guy? Does he have a farm somewhere? Can we just get some C4? Can we just go out and just target? Pre- Does the truck have a GPS in it? Yo, of course. God damn it. So that's fucked. <sighs> well, I mean, let me humor your situation, though. So let's just say that the batteries in the armored truck magically got damaged okay. and the gps is not tracking okay did you get a look at how hard is it to make a little emp well i mean i would i would honestly say i um, mean emp is totally possible i mean keep in mind this is still a civilian vehicle it's not it's not anything military yeah but again i guess we're getting to a point that if you can construct a, an emp Again, you're probably your resources like a, and your uh, IQ. Clearance job. Yeah, your resources and <laughs> IQ are probably. Yeah, you're probably gonna be, be selling that EMP to some right? bad, bad <laughs> actor nation for a lot yeah. more than is in the armored truck. So yeah, we're getting pretty so wild. We're, <clears throat> so um, we're getting to a point where it's like if you have these resources, then chances are you're not fucking with a. It's like let's expand on um, the tow co- um, the tow company, sure. uh, or even someone that's an ex firefighter or law enforcement or something. Mm. What's stopping them for um, purchasing um, a Jaws of Life and yeah. prying open a door? <clears throat> yeah, 
I mean, I would honestly say that that is probably your best bet. I'm, uh, it's only going to open some doors. It's not going to open all of them. Disgruntled firefighter. Yeah. You know, his wife just left him, left him for his best friend. He's pissed off. He's given so much to the city. Yep. And the city turned his back on him. Yeah. This We're is creating a, a great... Yeah, uh, a great villain here, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Michael, Michael Bay movie. Yeah, yeah. Who's who's the bad guy? The bad guy. The bad guy is I don't know. Maybe Jason Statham. Maybe Terry. <laughs> Cruz, maybe Terry Crews. He's just yeah. Or maybe yeah. Mark, Mark Wahlberg or something. Have you ever thought that <laughs> Morgan Freeman would be one of like the best villain uh, villains yes. just because of his persuasion? Yes. Yes, he would be. I'd want him in a. Well, no, he was in Batman. So never mind. I'd want him. I'd want him in a in a dark, in a dark movie where the villain actually wins. Yeah, yeah. That's I, what I, I, I like those movies. <clears throat> I don't think there are many like that though. We we would need no. a we need a movie where. Have you ever seen Pain and Gain? I rarely watch movies, believe it or not. Yeah, no, same here. But I, um, I watched that. Any game? No, I have not. Yeah, it's it's by Michael Bay. It's I mean, I think it got pretty horrible reviews. Okay. I liked it. Of all the shitty Michael Bay movies, I actually liked it. It was with Mark Wahlberg and The Rock. Um, so now I'm that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I'd no, like okay. I'd like a movie where they get away with it, and it's nothing like. Yeah. It's, it's nothing glorious. But it's like the guy pulled it off. The disgruntled firefighter. Mm-hmm. He pulled it off. Him and a couple of our guys. And they just, you know, I don't know. They disappeared to Mexico City with yep. $50 million I in cash. Really like, um, <coughs> I, I would really like um, the movie that we're talking about. But it would also go into some of like the psychology of the paranoia and uh, post-traumatic stress that comes along with a heist like that. Of constantly looking over your back, or constantly on the run, or just of the thief. Uh, yeah, oh, of, yeah, of the thief. Yeah, that's one thing that'd always, be a really cool movie. Yeah, for sure. but that's one thing I always think about, man. Is like, <clears throat> it wouldn't even be can you get away with the heist? It'd be what What is your quality of life after? Well, you have a hundred million dollars. Yeah, uh, I mean, Can't it, trust it pretty anyone. much comes down to uh, <clears throat> non um, non countries that you can't um be, extradited be pulled from, from. Yeah. You, you can't be extradited from so in, in that situation Shitty countries you, um iran are you okay with converting to islam yeah i mean i, I mean that sort of thing yeah um, but I, i've always said if you're going to get away with it you're probably going to have to pay an organized crime 99 mm-hmm. of the stuff that you've stolen i mean i yeah. just always said that it's a big cartel that have the connections of getting you in and out yeah and then even then if you're if you're fucking with if you're fucking around with and you're going it you're playing ball with these cartels yeah why are they going to go through all the trouble of hiding you why yeah. not just fucking no, kill I, you I, absolutely. why not just kill you here's here's little tom hey i've got a hundred million dollars they're already a cartel they're already do some yeah. fucking evil shit. What's one more? What's one more murder to them? You're right. And I got um, especially yeah. if that means getting a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Do you know what they could do with a hundred million dollars? Yeah. yeah. Why? Why? Fu- <laughs> why fuck with? You know, 
making sure they deliver on me, you know, here's a safe house. Yeah. Just fucking shoot me. Yeah. Trap yeah. you up into four pieces and throw you into some public park. That's yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Or do some weird shit, like feed me to pigeons or something. I don't know, you know? Um, feed you to pigs or something. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So, but you get that armored truck, right? You get it on a flatbed and you get it. Okay. Who's the uh, Who's the villain in this firefighter movie? I think his name, I think it's Mo. His name's Mo. Is it Mo? Are, are you sure? Because. Or is it Larry? The name Jeff seems pretty sinister too. Jeff? See, I think Jeff's a little more innocent. Really? What about Bruce? Bruce, okay, yeah, I like that. Bruce. It's one of those masculine names. Fifty-five years, fifty-five years old. He's a thirty-five-year mm-hmm. veteran. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 a. I like this movie so far, man. He's a built. Got to produce he's, it. <laughs> he's a he's a built guy, but you know, the last ten years has been tough. He's put on a little more weight. Yeah. He's got a big old bald spot. Definitely out of his prime, but he can still fuck shit up. He can if still he needs fuck to. shit up. He can f- still throw a right hook like a goddamn freight train. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows the ins and outs. And he's, you know, he's he's friends with some guys in the police force too. He knows the EMT yeah. guys. And he's got a, he's he, got his. Pol- he probably still has one of those uh, amateur radio licenses, so he can listen in on to e- EMT and police uh, calls. Yeah. So he, he kind of knows what's up you know yeah that, that sort of situation yeah it takes place in detroit it definitely takes place in detroit it, it has to be it detroit. has to take place in detroit um fun <clears throat> fact though um in the united states and i've seen this trend for some reason the majority of armored truck robberies happen in florida that doesn't surprise me Maybe there is Florida. It doesn't surprise me at all. I would say that's less of a fun fact and more of like a here's a fact you didn't know, <laughs> but you already here's a fact that shouldn't surprise you. You don't here's a fact that you don't know, but like you kind of know. Yeah. It's like sure here's here's a here's a fact that completely falls in line with your prejudices and right? your, your predispositions. <laughs> no, back to the movie. This takes place in Detroit. Now, does he have other disgruntled friends? Oh, man. There always has to be two or three. Yeah. I mean, typical heist movie, right? Yeah. I mean, personally, I haven't seen um, a heist movie involve, involving armored trucks, but there was yeah. that one heist episode um, on Rick and Morty, and that's kind of where I'm basing all of my information. <laughs> yes. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> Bruce comes in. You tired of this job? Putting out fires? How about we start a fire of our own? Bruce, you son of a bitch. And it's... <clears throat> yeah. And they have to... They have to have a guy that can hotwire the truck. He's... Okay. Because they fuck up the truck. Remember, they're dropping the cinder blocks on yep. it. They have to have a scrawny guy. And he's played by... um. Who's the... Uh, He's played by Steve Buscemi. He's the scrawny. <laughs> okay. He's the he's the scrawny. He's, he's from the trailer park, but but he's good with electronics. No, he no he owns an auto mechanic garage, and they've been going for twenty. And he's recently got fucked over too. <laughs> yeah, and then they got they get they get a they get a big black guy named Frank. He's an EMT. <laughs> <laughs> They get Frank. Oh, God, that's great. Yes. They get Frank, and 
I don't, I don't think Frank's actually no Frank 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 recently Frank really recently responded to a call, and it was it was a van got t boned, and it it was his wife and daughter, and so Fra- oh. Frank's just in a dark place now. Yeah, Frank's yes. in a dark place now, <laughs> and it was t boned by a by an armored truck. Is t boned by an armored truck. Motive right there. And it was Click. a dr- drunk driver. There's a drunk. Yep. He was drunk. Uh, yeah. But they um, somehow no. got off through some loophole. No, the armored okay. the armored truck lawyered up. The armored truck lawyer they lawyered the fuck up because they wanted to keep this out of the press. Mm-hmm. So okay. now, so now Frank's pissed off. Money, money, <laughs> money, money allowed them to get away. Yeah. So now, now, now Frank's gonna take their money. Frank's going after the man. Frank's going after the man, and he's friends with Bruce. Yeah. Bruce finds him in an old YMCA. <laughs> and Frank's just benching like 410. And Bruce is like, Jesus. Bruce is like, Frank, <laughs> I read about your daughter. <laughs> and he's like, Bruce, you son of a bitch. You I, son of a bitch. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen you in 25 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're standing there and he's got the guy that hot wires the cars. But the guy that hot wires the car, Steve Buscemi, they didn't have to convince him at all. He, no, was, he was just he, a slimy he bastard. He was a slimy. He, a, he was a just a, He was a okay, okay. So maybe he's more of like a psychopath. He really doesn't even care about the money. He's yeah. just like, I bet I could do it. I bet I could do it. Yeah. 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 And he, the reason why he's still an auto mechanic in in Detroit. Is because he successfully hacked into like the White House back when he was like eighteen. Okay, that's how. So he, he has a, a, a little a, a little record. Well, how, how about this? Um, why not hacking into the White House while he was a juvenile? So, uh, mm. um, it doesn't go on to his um adult record. How about he was being drafted into Vietnam and he hacked into the system and got his name removed? But he I think was, everything was analog. But let's hear. Yeah, yeah, fuck. Okay, yeah. okay. They got, he got, yeah, fuck. Well, the draft ended with Vietnam. Um, <laughs> Selective service now. <sighs> Man, fuck. I really like this movie. Yeah. If there are any directors watching this podcast, <laughs> please. Who plays Terry Crews? Plays Frank, right? Yeah. But he's got to wear a fat suit because they they're, none of them are in their prime. They've all. No, of course not. Yeah. No, no, Frank is still in his prime. Because Frank only okay. lost his daughter and wife last week. He's right. in a dark spot. Bruce, Real dark. Okay. Bruce is a yeah. piece of shit for taking advantage of this dark spot. Because Frank he wants is to take Fra- things into his own hands. Frank he just wants to crush people and watch them squirm. And- yeah, because he's tired. Frank right now. Right now, Frank is feeling like nothing is in his hands. Everything just got mm-hmm. taken away. So now, yeah, he wants a sense of power back. And Bruce plays on of that. You don't have to. He do feels it. like he hasn't been well compensated for the death of his family. Sure, absolutely. And Bruce, but what fucked over Bruce? Bruce is a thirty-five-year firefighter veteran. What fucked him over? Maybe hard times. Maybe the city um, um, cut out his pension. Cut out his pension. Okay. There we go. It takes place in two thousand eight. 
they cut out his pension and he can't understand why his pension was cut out when all these Detroit automotive companies just got a bailout. Yeah, there we go. And the automotive companies, they own this armored truck company. It's just a subsidiary. Yeah. And that's, so he's wondering why they can cut out his pension, but not, but all these billionaires, they get this, you know, $700 billion bailout. Frank, Frank is wondering why this company that just got bailed out can afford all these lawyers for something that they should have just let the drunk driver go to jail, mm-hmm. but they're only worried about the bottom line. But Bruce works for the city. Frank works for the city. What's the, what's the, uh, what's the hot wire guy? What's, does he somehow work for the city? Um, I honestly think he's a uh, self-learned um, IT guy. I, I okay. mean, or he's a college dropout. Okay. But they all have to have, a, like, a vendetta against the... Okay, well, how about... Well, I mean, if he's a college dropout, um, the interest rate on his student loans are absolutely killing him. Okay. I think so. So maybe he hates the bank. How about he got laid off from one of these big Detroit automotive companies? <laughs> Oh, he just got, go. he, and he he was yeah. he was an electronics guy, and he he got laid off, which he gets. You're trying to keep a company afloat, but none of these CEOs got laid off. In fact, they all got bonuses. Yeah. So now, but what's his name? He's played by Steve and, Buscemi. He's scrawny <sighs> constantly. He's chain smoking Marlboro Reds and drinking Bud Light heavies. He's also an. Should alchemy. we name him Kyle? <laughs> what? Should we name him Kyle? Kyle? Yeah, his name's Kyle. Yeah. He's a Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. He's an alcoholic. <clears throat> He's scrawny. Bruce and Frank are both massive. Mm-hmm. Bruce is balding with a beer gut, but he's built like a fucking linebacker. He's got a big, hand, like. big handlebar mustache. <laughs> and uh, like. he wears a lot of gold. Frank, Frank is Terry Crews. Yeah. And he's just emotionally distraught. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Kyle's just... Yeah. Kyle wants the challenge more than anything. Yeah. What's the name of the movie? It's gotta be something, like, cheesy. Well, of course. How about the... Torque. <laughs> Torque. <laughs> Torque, directed by Michael Bay. Man, that sounds like a gay porn <laughs> title. Hey, man, I never said this was going to theaters, man. Pork. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Um. How about they they get away with it? Yeah. But it, none of their problems really get solved. But where's the double cross? Because any heist movie always has to have a double cross, according to uh, Rick and Morty, right? <laughs> yeah. They have to have someone. Someone has to coordinate the attack. Okay. And that's back it. So they got a. They use um, they use Kyle's uh, they use Kyle's garage, his auto okay. mechanic garage as a, uh, as central command. Got you. Uh, all right. Some yeah, but someone's got to coordinate it. Someone's got to. Someone's back at central command on the on the radio or the walkie talkies. I'm sorry. Are we talking about a fourth person? Maybe like an ex-dispatcher. Yes, that's exactly who we're talking about. Um, c- 
Could we please name her Karen and give her like the haircut too? Can we make it Karen? Karen. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's a chick. Like, yeah. So Karen, you know, the, yeah. the one that always <clears throat> wants to speak to people's managers and stuff. Yeah. She, she kind of has that false authority and bitchiness in, mm. uh, in an undertone in her voice at all times. Yeah. She's the one that dispatched the ambulance. No, she dispatched the cops because we already got an EMT. That's Frank. Yeah. Frank was in the sorry. Frank was in the the ambulance that responded to the call. Karen. Gotcha. Karen also. No, no. So Karen dispatched all of them. Karen yeah. dispatched Bruce because they had to bring a firefighter. It was a car accident. Yeah. Karen dispatched Bruce. She also dispatched Frank. Okay, how about none of them knew each other before that day? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bruce responds. All, Bruce responds. They all knew each other after that event. Bruce responds. Okay, so how about Kyle? How about Kyle was a cop? But he's okay. but he's always tinkered around. He's always tinkered around with electronics. Yep. And oh, his lieutenant didn't like it, and he found things that he wasn't supposed to find mm. and he was uh, forced off the force. Mm. But it was all, but on that day, they were all, they were all normal workers till that day. Totally. Frank was, or, uh, yeah, Fra- no, was it, I forget their names already. Bruce is the big black guy. Kyle, yeah. Frank is the firefighter, right? Uh, I, I thought Bruce was Bruce, the firefighter. Bruce, there's no Frank. Frank Wait. was the big black guy. Oh, yeah, you're right. Bruce is the firefighter. Bruce shows up on that day. Frank shows up, and Kyle shows up. But they were all late to the scene because they were all understaffed. And they were understaffed because the city was trying to save money. Like all cities are. But none of them can understand how the government can't fund these emergency services, but they can fund a bailout for GM. Mm-hmm. And GM, they own this armor truck company. It's just one of the thousand companies they own. They don't even, it's whatever. They don't even know they own it. They're like, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. But to these guys on the ground, they all saw it. And Karen was calling for backup. We need more people there. The city's like, you, you only have them. So Karen, Karen dispatched them all. And she heard the whole thing through the radio. She heard mm-hmm. the despair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. November 2020. Torque. There we go. Pans out on Detroit. Yeah. Some shots of like the homeless cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Karen double crosses them? I, I would say Karen double crosses just because uh she would probably be one of the more loyal people to the system okay just because she's more um she she never really got her hands dirty okay and and she has that like control at uh, complex in her brain just because Mm -hmm. she's used to ordering people places and people just doing it Hmm. I think (laughs) my voice has been going the last couple podcasts it just cuts out 
Do you think you're overly exerting yourself? No, I think I have coronavirus and I think I'm dying. <laughs> Yikes. Well, I ho- hopefully it doesn't transmit over the internet. Otherwise, we're fucked. I think it does, man. <laughs> I think it's like, um, I think it's starting like the to rain. feel a little ill myself. <laughs> um, no, actually, I'm trying to. <clears throat> I decided I'm going to do less frequent podcasts. Okay. I've been doing a minimum of one a day, sometimes two, most of the days too. Jesus, dude. Yeah. Because um, I wanted to build it up. And I'm happy I did. It took like about a month and I really just cr- I cranked it. I mean, this is episode 49. Yeah. No, I've, I, I've been watching uh, most of your podcasts. Yeah. I, I mean, mean th- that guy that um, became a pilot at, what, 18 or 19? Yeah. Holy shit, dude! Fucking, I know, right? <laughs> Here I am, twenty-seven. Yeah, and I, have not, I haven't even accomplished half he did. Crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I was about to, yeah, like the podcast was starting. I was about to be like, man, I've done so many podcasts, and he's like, yeah, I just got my fifteen hundred hours of flying, and I was like, fuck, <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck, never mind. What, what were you bitching about, Tommy? Nothing. I just, <laughs> nothing. Um, <clears throat> no, I decided. <clears throat> I'm I'm glad I did that many because I got them. I kind of got like a base because now now I can because now I can show the podcast to like potential guests and there's yeah. more material they can look at because like the first okay. couple the first couple podcasts were just friends because I was literally like I can't get a guest because I'm like hey do you want to do my podcast and they're like yeah can I see it I'm like uh, there aren't any episodes yeah, there it's isn't. a little sketchier <laughs> so like I had friends where I was I had friends that you know they don't give a shit. They're just like, yeah. yeah, sure, I'll do it. And then from there, I could kind of build on it. And, you know, now I've I've gotten – and there's – I mean, there are a couple podcasts I've done that I never uploaded just because I didn't like the guest and not like they weren't okay. – not like they weren't interesting, but, you know, they saying some fucking, like, racist shit or – Oh, yeah, or yikes. They wouldn't, you know – Hey, like I'd appreciate if you didn't, you know, do this or that on the podcast or Yeah. And I finally or, realized I was like, if I put these or, up, I'm gonna lose potential guests. Yeah, or, or maybe there's like a screaming cat in the background or something. No, fuck that. That was awesome. It was <laughs> no. Um No, but it was just guests where I was like, if I have if I put these up, I'm gonna lose like Yeah. Stuff that like maybe I didn't agree with, but Well maybe you can tell me off camera. Yeah, sure, yeah. It's yeah. um, but regardless, guess I didn't want on. So, um, yeah. so since then, so I've got this whole week booked because I, I booked a, I canceled I canceled Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because I was sick as shit. But, um, but I decided from here on out, I think I'm gonna just do like a couple a week, like three. But what I want to do is, I want to start like preparing for them, not preparing like questions, but rather okay. so friends so. You're on today. Tomorrow, I'm having uh, a guy that's been on already. Who, uh, works on the NASA's SLS system, their new launch system. Ooh. He's coming on again. Um, on Wednesday, I'm having on Dale Comstock, a former Delta Force operator. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was like, okay. So I've actually like I bought his book and I'm like reading it. And I'm actually like researching it. And I'm like. If I can just like do a couple episodes a week, but mm-hmm. just do them like do them well, yeah, 
I think I would enjoy that more. Do you think uh, your Skype setup um, will change, or are you going to keep doing the Skype setup? Um, it'd be cool um, if you were to interview someone in person. That would it? that would be that would I think that would be down the road. That would be yeah for sure. Like a guy I had on last week who three D printed an Iron Man suit. Uh huh. He. He sent me a link. I need to look it. I forgot to look it up today. I meant to do that. Called OBS Studio, but apparently it's something that it's like a free software that like greatly increases just the audio quality. So like, okay, I'm taking baby steps towards that. Like I mm-hmm. want to get that. Then I want to start just putting them out just the audio files. I want to get it onto like a podcast app. Um, really, it's just baby steps, and then I want I need to get it monetized. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I imagine once I can kind of get these things in a row, and it it might take all of 2020, which I'm fine with, but yeah, I eventually want to, I do want to up the quality. Like, this is like the best that I can do right now, but like, I definitely want to get it to a point where it's like, yes, like super high res, like super high quality audio. Uh, Totally. Yeah, no, I definitely want to, I definitely want, I don't want it to stagnate. I don't want. Well, no. But I, I mean, you, you've had some pretty cool people come on. Yeah, it's been cool as shit already. <laughs> but I don't think so. Like Joe Rogan, he's had two people on via podcast, one or via Skype. One was a guy like an e- e- Egypt historian, Egyptologist. I guess Joe Rogan had loved his whole life, and this guy lived. Yeah. I think he lived in Egypt, and he was really ill. He's since died, and he was like, "I, I want to have this guy on my podcast. This is an exception, so I'll do a Skype call in." And was he the Egyptologist that John invited West. him out to Egypt? I think so. John Anthony West. Yeah. So he had him yeah. on and he, and then I think he passed away a couple months after that. Damn. And yeah. And then the next was obviously had to be during, via Skype. It was uh Snowden because <laughs> you know, Snowden. Oh, of course it's yeah. Snowden. I, yeah. I actually briefly watched that um, podcast and I really liked that. I, I, I think Rogan just blatantly asked him, Hey, uh, uh, are, are you fearful for his um, yeah. for your life? And he's like, eh, people really don't recognize me. I, I yeah. don't have yeah. much fear. Yeah. And that's kind of crazy, too, because, I, I mean, if the CIA really wanted him, I mean, he's not within the United States. The CIA can operate out there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he said in, like, another interview or maybe his book, basically, like, if they wanted me, if they wanted me dead, I would already be dead. It's, yes, absolutely. For whatever reason, it is in their it's in their best interest, like damage control, like let him be kind of thing. <clears throat> yeah. But um, yeah, I don't think I'm ever. I don't think I'm ever going to get to a point where I don't do Skype because I don't want with all 100 subscribers. I don't want to get to a point where I have you know millions and millions, and it becomes like a a barrier to entry. Where okay. you want to be yeah. a guest, like, okay, we got to wherever, let's say I make a studio and wherever. I'm from New England. Let's say I move back. Let's say I have a studio in Boston or fucking whatever. Colorado. Yeah. It doesn't matter. What if I, I don't want it to be a barrier to entry where, mm-hmm. you know. Would it be a barrier? Let's <clears throat> just say that um, you have great sponsors and stuff and the, you're financially able to fly them, fly them out, out and room and board them. Uh, would it still be a barrier, you think? 
to some people it would. So the thing is, is okay. I would be completely down for like a studio. I would be completely down. Yeah. I think it, I honestly would probably enjoy that more to have people come in. I guess I don't want to get to a point where I rule out Skype because let's say there are totally. some people like not every guest is like, you know, here's some, you know, Joe Rogan can have on, well, you know, his, he's in the stratosphere. He has on people that have the freedom to do that. Totally. Well, let's say like <laughs> I, you know, tomorrow I'm having on a guy for NASA. I think he's like a year younger or older than me. Um, the, even if I could f- like fly him out to my hypothetical studio, like even then though, like I'm, I'm asking this person that has a job, Hey, can I use some of your vacation days? You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I completely understand that. So I don't think I'm ever going to get rid of like the Skype aspect. Like, yeah. Cause there are some people that just, and there might be some people that like, they might just not want to do that. You know, they For might sure, be more because, comfortable. I mean, you're a completely random person. Yeah. What if they just enjoy, you know, sitting in their living room with their computer? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think eventually I'd like to get a studio. That would be cool as shit. That would be uh, I think that's like next level. I'm totally <laughs> legit and professional sort of thing. Yeah. I would like to do that. Right now, my goal is so I'm at 120 subscribers. I need to get to 1,000 subscribers mm-hmm. and have 4,000 public watch hours. And then I can get monetized which means I can put like, not me, YouTube will put an ad, you know, for, and they do their whole algorithm. Whoever's watching it, the ads depend yeah. is, you know, so, but that's how I can get monetized. So my first step is to get to there. I think I have like 1500 watch hours. Mm-hmm. I need to get to 4,000 and I need to get a thousand subscribers and then they'll monetize you. And even then, cool. even then, yeah. So, but way down the road, First goal is to get monetized. Second goal is if that, in addition, I'm starting working at a bar again next week that I used to work at. If I can start saving up enough money, the next step is move out of my parents. The third step would be get a studio. That would be way um, down the road. It, I would honestly milk that living with your parents as long as you can, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, your rent is expensive. I have been milking it for a while. <laughs> so... <laughs> They are incredibly, yeah, no, I, they are uh, incredibly loving, patient people, and I, uh, <clears throat> I, I don't need to continue to abuse it. I've, uh, I have an incredibly supportive, loving family. I have enjoyed okay. it for a while. So, um, Hell, I, I, I moved out when I was uh, twenty. Yeah. Hell, yes. I had my own apartment before I could drink alcohol. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. No. I mean, I was, I was. Yeah. I mean, I was in college. Till I was twenty three. I lived on my own. Okay. I moved home when I was twenty six. Just personal because, problems yeah. yeah but um i was gonna say to 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 fix yeah it i don't know it would be yeah there's a certain quality i think that comes with like a studio mm-hmm. it would just be i mean especially when you can give someone an address and give them a business card and mm-hmm. you know, it literally says <clears throat> you know tommy studios or something mm-hmm. like that uh-huh. and it more or less legitimizes uh i yeah. can't even say the word um but it just makes Legitim- everything yeah. more legit well and i, I think the whole le- legitimacy th- i think it's like a it's definitely like baby steps it's like i have a couple friends on Absolutely. so i can get someone else to be like hey look i have episodes and it's yep. one after the other and it's slowly building it's like had that like a veterans affairs investigator uh, you know, Interesting. armored yeah. armored truck guy, Israeli de- yeah. Israeli defense forces, having a Delta Force guy on next week, and this guy is, I mean, 
this guy's like a New York Times bestselling author. He's he was he was good friends with with Chris Kyle, the, the American sniper. Yeah, he was. Uh, so I'm slowly getting more and more up there. Mm-hmm. And as I can kind of keep piecing together like a legitimacy, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we use whatever fucking goddamn language we want on here. Absolutely. But yeah, no, I had there are. With the stuff I censor, people don't know I censor it. It's guests I've had on that no one will ever know I had on because it's not that I mm-hmm. uploaded them and then took it down. It's I did a podcast and was just like, I'm not putting this up. Fuck this person. Yeah. Fuck this person. <laughs> um, this is going into the profile. Yes. So, yeah, man. I don't know. Right now, I'm just kind of having fun with as much as I like want to get there. Uh-huh. I want it to be. I want to make money. I want to. Like, yeah, it would be cool to make... It's all about the journey, though, right? It, and the thing is, is, like, I'm legitimacy, legitimacy, legitimately enjoying the journey. I'm, like, I'm having Good. fun seeing, like, the subscribers take up. Like, I'm having fun because, like, it's fun. It's To me, it's, like, it's almost like a real-life video game. It's, like, I'm grinding. I'm getting, like, the XP points. Like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know, how many watch hours can I get? What guests can I get next? And with each guest yeah. I have on, I ask them, I'm, you know, like, do you know anyone interesting that I can have on? And yeah. see where it pieces out. Uh, absolutely so yeah um but karen that dispatch karen, bitch okay yeah i was thinking what's the what's the the twist uh-huh so they get away with it they pull off the heist and they're whatever they're doing they're driving away in the truck whatever they yep. pick up whatever <laughs> i'm thinking that Karen sends him to a getaway location where there's a bunch of cops waiting. Uh, okay. Yep. That's what I think happens. I, I, I was thinking uh, Karen would l- let them think they got away with it for longer. So, for example, um, Karen would tip off, like, Port Authority or mm. Customs and Borders. And, but then Karen and doesn't get anything from it. Well, who knows? Maybe they uh, dropped Karen off uh, her cut um, as they were fleeing. That's what they'd have to do. Yeah. She'd want her her share. Yeah. I was was thinking like a twist. Like, what if the drunk armored truck driver, what if that was her lover? There we go. Or that was her son or something. Yikes, that would be a hairy situation, man. And it... Yeah, the city is trying to save money, but the reality is, is she didn't want her son to get busted, so she delayed calling in. Ooh. And if Frank and Bruce found out about this, they'd skin her. So, yeah. or is she pulling off the whole heist and like someone walks in, like gun to her head? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. And someone that's been watching the whole time kind uh-huh. of puts a gun to her head. And, you sure you want to do this karen the fbi has been watching the entire yeah. time and they're just like you can either do lifetime prison sentence or you can you know bring him to this location mm-hmm. and, you'll, and you'll go off as a hero and the fbi agent's interested in not busting her because this is good for his his resume he busted the heist he wants a promotion <laughs> yep and this will look great for him yeah. He's like he's like, Go home to your son, Karen. <laughs> Go home to your son. Like I have I have a I, like. I have a breaching team right outside the door. You're going down regard <laughs> you're not getting your cut regardless. So do you not yep. want to get your cut and go to prison or do you not want to get your cut and be a hero? 
Or is this guy corrupt as fuck? Ooh. And he's like, and he's like, have him go to this address. Is that the double double cross we're now talking about? Oh, full, <laughs> full Rick and Morty. And I programmed yeah. you to say that. Does he have them? Does he have, or is he also disgruntled? And he's still in the same fucking desk job he's been in for 50 years. And he's like, Karen, you're going to have him go to this location. Like, you know. Yeah, he has him go to this location. And he's like, they will be taken care of. I will see to it that, I will see to it that the, that your son doesn't go to jail. And, you know, she'll get a pittance. She'll get. She'll get like ten thousand cash, not much, but it's better than like a hole through her head. Isn't it funny when we say ten thousand isn't that much? <laughs> I would kill for ten thousand. I would kill. I'm looking at it in like the terms of like the the crates of cash on there. Yeah, and I say not that much. No, not not that much for everything that she's gone through. Yeah, but it's she's like, well, I don't want them to get arrested, and she's like, they're not getting arrested, like. I thought you said there's going to be FBI waiting there. And she's like, it's not FBI. It's some friends. <laughs> you know? Yup. Or, or yeah, something like, instead of the FBI intercepting it, he's like, there's one of two ways this can go down. The FBI intercepts this. Mm-hmm. I get a promotion. You go to jail. Or my friends at the docks <laughs> intercept it. You don't go to jail. And you don't, yeah, you don't get a bullet in your head. So now we're talking about, say, like a corrupt FBI agent that has cartel connections or something. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Yeah. He and he, yeah, and, yeah. He's in deep with uh, the mafia. And then, how about this? Um, the big ass plot twist would be um, once the uh, armored truck arrives at the docks. All of our friends, you know, Frank, um, Bruce, Kyle, Bruce, Kyle, they all get fucking mowed down and oh, the no. cartel takes over. Oh, no, they do. Yeah, they absolutely do. You know, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. You know, so the FBI, the FBI is waiting on this big sting. So the FBI's, yeah. the FBI's got like a. Yeah, the FBI has got, like, the Coast Guard, and they're like, we're going to intercept it, you know, because yep. we know they're going to the docks, and we know the docks are. But then this can't be in Detroit, because where the fuck would they go from the docks? Well, if it's in Detroit, I mean, we're no, talking about got... the Great Lakes, and if... Go to Canada, the, If get it's out. the Great Lakes to Canada, yeah. Okay, so the FBI has got the Coast Guard. So this, this FBI agent, what's his name? He's good. Um, he's gonna have to have a name that kind of sounds l- legit, but you just know he's that piece of shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, Real piece of shit name. Do you know any pieces of shit in your life? His name is. Uh, I know a Nick. A Nick. Yeah. Or Richard. There we go. Richard McAllister. <laughs> Dick McAllister? Dick, Dick McAllister, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Dick's like, 
if Dick, so right now Dick's like the FBI is with the Coast Guard. He walks in, puts the fucking puts the fucking forty five to Karen's head. And this isn't a super well made movie, so they don't need to explain how the FBI found out. It's just the FBI yeah. found out, whatever. It's just the FBI. The FBI found out. Just, huh. just you know, it's don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about that <laughs> plot hole. They found out. Yeah. Um, easily explained. Yeah, shitty writing. So he comes in and he's like, "This can go. This can go down two ways, Karen. It goes to the ports, to the docks. FBI intercepts it. Ghost Guard intercepts it. You know, I get a shitty bonus. You go to jail. FBI gets to take some pictures with all the money, whatever. Or we can have the mob take it." If anything, nothing will happen to me. It'll just be they got away somehow. Yeah, everyone just becomes a statistic because yeah, it's the mob. It's the mob, you know? What are we going to do? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the mob will, uh, you'll be taken care of, you know? You can retire now. I'll get the money or I'll get, you know, some money. Either way, Karen's not getting away. You're either yeah, going of course to, not. You're either going to jail or... Yeah, if you don't want the mob, if the mob, yeah, if you don't want, if you don't go, if you don't play ball, the FBI is going to get it, the Coast Guard is going to get it, and you're going to go to jail, Karen. Yeah. If you, or the mafia can get it, and she still goes to jail, right? Well, I would say that um, she uh, gets absolutely nothing, and all, all the time that she's invested just goes to waste. Okay, so it's either she can go to jail or, or she can walk it. away. Or you can never... walk away. Yeah. You don't get anything. You know, kind of sucks to suck, but you're not going to jail. Consider yep. this your, you know, your get out. What's the female version of Bubba? I mean, of, who, who, whoever that is. Of what? Uh, of Bubba. In jail? Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. I don't think there is um, such a character is there i don't know they'd be like no becca <laughs> becky or, or becky or cat <laughs> yeah myrtle or myrtle myrtle no it's myrtle it's myrtle <laughs> yeah. big myrtle yeah yeah so what do they choose well um i i, I think i'm still a fan of you know she actually um um, cooperates with the corrupt FBI agent, and the mob gets the money. Or is the is he not FBI agent? Let's let's switch it up. Maybe he's part of like the uh, the armored truck uh, internal security, right? Okay, yeah, yeah I could see that. He's, where like, he's he, like, we're going to um, recover this money, or yeah, where the mob is actually taking the time to do research on him and actually bribe him. Uh, well, not bribe him, but yeah, yeah, threaten the. F- life of his family if he doesn't cooperate yeah and he's like uh the armored truck company can get the money back or they cannot get the money back okay his name's still dick though right yeah it's absolutely dick. okay okay i just wanted to make sure yeah oh man you know that would be a really good movie um you haven't interviewed any directors or producers yet, have you? No, we need to get one. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, if I ever have any friends or if I know a friend that knows a friend, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know because that would just be a great movie. Seriously. I would absolutely Pork. love what you say. I couldn't Pork. hear you. Yeah, well, what? Well, well, what? Ice. Torque. <laughs> hey, yeah. um, do you know that it's been an hour and 38 minutes on oh. the dot? Oh, and shit. you still haven't plugged your sponsor? How kind of person are you? I'm a shitty person. Fucked up <laughs> supplements. Bucked up, spelled like fucked up, bucked up. Go there, TPC20. You get 20% off your whole order. It's like GNC. You get workout supplements, whey protein. Don't get armored trucks, though. I'll tell you that much. No. Yeah. I was about to say, man, you do look a little bucked up. Have you been bucking up on your bucked up stuff? You, uh, you've been getting high on your own supply, dude? <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, That's rule number one. Yeah, it is rule number one. So... <laughs> But all this is taken in. All this is assuming that Frank, Bruce, or Kyle—that none of them are betraying each other. I think that they're in such a but. I think that they're um, in such a dark place to where um, they're all working for the common sort of thing. Yeah, like a mutual struggle. Yeah, it's even, it's less about the money so much as it's just about like getting fucking one, over the man, getting one up on the universe. Yeah. Absolutely. There's the whole time that Richard McAllister is making this proposal to to um Karen. Maybe Karen has her finger on like the on the radio button the whole time. Um, and they're li- Frank, Bruce, and Kyle are listening. Huh. Okay. Okay. And she, Richard's finally like, you have five seconds to give me an answer, Karen. And she she t- takes her hand off, and you you see that like the red light's on. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's a dispatcher, so maybe she was sending this whole thing to nine one one. Maybe. Karen's still feeling guilty about uh, delaying the dispatch call. Uh-huh. So this is how Karen's going to clean her slate. There we go. A whistleblower? No, no. She's, by letting them get away. Gotcha. Keeping the finger on the radio. So they heard everything. Hey. They heard everything. They also, okay, so it's not armored truck. This guy is FBI. She's like, okay. she's like, we know you delayed the dispatch call, Karen. We know that's, <laughs> that's your, that your son was the armored truck driver. Yeah. And so Frank, Bruce, and Kyle are listening to this whole thing. But so they hear that and they also hear the whole like let the mob kill them. So mm-hmm. it's she sort of she vindicates herself. They find out they're like, Karen, this bitch, like she, yep. she was the one that delayed the dispatch call. But she's mm-hmm. also she's being like a hero. She's like Well, all heroes have to die, so mm-hmm. at, at the last second, um Well no, he blows her brains out. Yeah. She um her brains, her brains get blown out, and that's how she lets go of the speaker button. Yes, yes. She like she yeah she leans back or something, and he's like, he's like, you cunt! Like you've been like, right. and they just she, she like she's like, yeah, I'm gonna clear my debts. And it's just boom, blows her brains out. Yeah, yeah. 
There it is. So so now the uh, so next they, struggle um, for the armored truck thing is, is uh, do we continue with the heist or do, do we, we go, go after the FBI agent? Yes. You know, it's like, it'll be like something like The Departed. You've seen The Departed, right? Have you seen The Departed? Um, is it's it not a important. Japanese film? No, no. It's, no. It, no, it, no, that's Departures. I'm sorry. It has uh, DiCaprio and Mark. came out in like 2005. See, Jack Nicholson um, doesn't matter. Not important. The last actual movie that I believe I actually went out and saw in theaters was uh, uh, Winter Soldier. Okay, good movie. Good <laughs> it was movie. a while ago. Good movie. Um. So, but yeah, so they get away. They take a turn that wasn't in the plans. Mm-hmm. Coast Guard's left hanging. Mafia's left hanging. Maybe, maybe like a couple days later, it's like they get away. Mm-hmm. A couple days later, yeah, a couple days later, they drop like a duffel bag of money at like the mafioso's house, and it's just okay. like, here's a million instead of three hundred million. It's like here's a million, and it's like a recording of the tape or something. So, do they kill Richard? Does the mafia so kill I, Richard? I think they should drop off the million and the recorded tape off to uh, like the internal um, affairs or something. Of FBI? Yeah. <laughs> Richard goes to jail. Yeah. And he gets convicted for Karen's murder. <laughs> Dick mm-hmm. gets dicked. <laughs> Dick, Dick gets fucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dick's fucked. Headline news. Yeah. Dick goes, go. Dick goes to jail. FBI fucks themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, though they drop off the recording to the FBI, but they also drop off the recording to the mafia. And they're like, so FBI is like, they're just going to throw Dick in jail. Dick's going to go yeah. to jail. He's going to get framed for Karen's murder. You know, but they, drop, but they also drop the tape off at the mafia. And they're like, Dick's going to jail regardless. Do you want... Do you want, you want he, he's gonna squeal want to take care of him he's gonna squeal <laughs> yep yeah and then dick is found bloodied in his cell not um he gets epstein. not responding <laughs> he gets epstein yeah 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 or cameras suddenly go dark and yeah. all of a sudden he's just you just hear dead. you just hear footsteps down the hall yeah he's sitting in the cell and all of a sudden like the lights just like the, the dim of like the fluorescent light goes out and he's, <laughs> he's looking up and then it just goes out he's looking up yeah and you just hear like footsteps down the hallway and you see like a shadowy figure walk up to like two of the guards and like you know whisper something and the the guards leave <laughs> you see the guy screw on a suppressor to a pistol yep <laughs> yeah it's Karen's son <laughs> Man, that'd be a mindfuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Good movie. I'd pay to see it. I, I would. I would. But you know who really gets fucked in this whole thing? Who's that? It's just the, the innocent armored truck drivers are the one that gets heisted. Right? <laughs> they just get... No, at the very end of the movie... It's another twist. It's like halfway through the credits. 
yeah, it just goes to like the sons of like the armored truck drivers that get killed, and they're growing up without a dad. Yep. <laughs> or the parents don't get to see their son anymore, or someone misses a Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas. Mm. Jesus. This movie could get really dark. <laughs> You're really dark. You're really dark. Absolutely. I think honestly, I think Kyle betrays them. I think Kyle, Kyle would be douche. I think enough. Kyle's a fucking sleazeball. I, I I feel like Kyle um underestimated the armored truck systems and he couldn't even break into it, so he got so pissed off uh he got pissed off to the point to where he decides to betray them because he knew he uh, didn't have the skills to unlock one. Yeah, or it's like he lied. They're like, you disabled the GPS, right? And he's like, yeah. And it's like one year later, <laughs> they're at their hideout in like Tijuana or something. And they see that there's like sirens wailing. And it's like, Kyle, you motherfucker. That motherfucker. He's like, sorry, boys. (laughs) I was really undercover FBI the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Kyle. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You know, that actually actually brings up a... uh, funny little story i have it's i guess it's more of like an informational um whenever we'd get counterfeits that would pass through our vault what we would do is we would actually um we had this form and we had this special envelope that we actually had to uh send um to the um secret service and what it was is you know just general information on where it was picked up from, location, um, what bank they were using, and, you know, just general information like that. But we'd actually send it off to the Secret Service. Holy shit. Yeah, can you go into more detail about the counterfeit stuff? Yeah, so counterfeiting is, uh, it's pretty cool, I guess, uh, as far as the process. Uh, um, I... Used to, well, I, I, I didn't submit, but my supervisors submitted stuff to the Secret Service. It was just a form that we would, uh, you know, just put, you know, what bank it was going to, what was the customer, and we would send it off to the Secret Service, and the Secret Service did stuff to it. They obviously filed it. Um, but, yeah, it was just some generic paperwork towards it. Mm-hmm. Um I've seen some pretty damn good counterfeits, man. Really? <laughs> like some, yeah. Like How some so? of the stuff. Um, like some of the counterfeits that you would see from like different countries that would try to fake some of our currency. Uh huh. Um, some really damn good counterfeits. Um, I only saw one one hundred dollar bill that the ink just kind of looked just a little off the feel of the paper was great the watermarks were great it even had the strip oh shit but the the ink was just a little off and when i mean off i meant it it was just a a little smudged at the bottom Uh. of the portrait 
Um, it was just the border at the bottom of the portrait of Benjamin Franklin kind of seemed like it continued where it shouldn't. And that was really it. I mean, you'd put it up under a microscope and you'd see all the security features and everything. But it was just a little off. Um, that was a really good counterfeit. However, the counterfeits that always made it through um, cashiers, they uh, it, it would be the technique of bleaching a $10 bill mm. and then printing a 100 on it. So you would still have the strip, you'd still uh, have the watermark. And you'd have the feel. Yeah, specifically the feel. The feel is a big thing. Yeah. Um, people specifically look at, it's first the feel, and then it's the look, and then it's the watermark. Hmm. It, it honestly goes in that order. I mean, if you can fake the feel first, and then the look, typically people don't necessarily look at the watermark when they should. Mm. Um, some of the um, counterfeits that I've seen was a $100 bill, but it had a, a Hamilton watermark. Oh, <laughs> it, it was really cool. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but see, the cool thing is, is the Secret Service actually can tell you what kind of printer printed the counterfeit bill. Because there's only, well, there's a list of printers that can do it. Um, um, in today's world, um, software programmers actually have to program printers that go onto the consumer market to, old oh, scanners, I should say, um, to be incapable of um, scanning a, a dollar or currency in general. Really? Yeah. Um, if you look on a bill, there's sort of like a uh, Star of David sort of um, pattern on the bill itself. Um, that Star of David uh, pattern actually, um, it's not encoded, but the scanners recognize that pattern and automatically know that it is some form of currency. And you'll get an error on your computer saying, cannot scan said item because it is blocked by, like, the Department of Treasury or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, I was going to – I was trying to think. I was like, I feel like I've scanned a dollar bill at some point in my life, you know, maybe, like, middle school or something, like – Okay. Probably more so no nefarious intent, just like seeing if I could do it. <laughs> but I don't even know if I did that. I don't know if I would just have like a fake memory. But yeah, I was going to say that's the feel is it. I feel like that's the number one. Absolutely. Because I don't even know how you, you, I don't think you can fake that, right? I feel like you really have to no. bleach something, bleach an existing yeah. dollar. Yeah. Yeah, you have to use the same paper. Um, that recipe is a very, very, very guarded secret. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one mill in the United States that makes the paper for the Department of Treasury. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the, you know, that's the that's the money of the, of the biggest dick. It's the U.S. government. Yeah. That's big daddy. So yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, e even the technique that they use to put that uh, strip in, 
to the bill it is a guarded secret too um i, I could speculate but in all actuality i, I mean the actual process kind of boggles my mind because they physically insert the strip into the paper. Oh, it's um, not print. It's yeah. Oh, it, they fit. They physically insert it, um, and somehow they glue it in place. And that technique is—it's only known by a few people. It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. You'd want it known by such a few number of people that it would. Mm-hmm. It's basically well, I mean, on their back. It, it's not printed in because it's physically there. Because if you actually take a brick of one hundreds and you all line them up the certain way, the left side of the bills are going to be thicker than the right. That's how I know it's physically inserted. Jesus. So, you'd only want a small number of people to know, because yeah, because that way you could. It's now in their interest that there are no counterfeits, because it'd be like if yeah. it gets out, we know it's from you. Totally, because no one yeah, else absolutely. knows. Yeah, it's. Yeah, there's so many weird. There's so many insane security features. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I guess you could kind of fake the uh color shifting paint on the numbers on the front just because there are so many um color shifting um automotive paints out there Uh i mean you you could probably use that um the watermarks people can create watermarks like nothing else What What? What exactly this is a stupid question. What is the watermark on it? Yeah. So a, a watermark on a bill is a uh, is an imprint on the paper itself. Mm-hmm. Ha, have you seen a watermark before? Well, I'm, I'm looking for my wallet. I wonder if I have any. Well, here. How, how about this? Um, uh, let me. Uh, well, here. Let's pause it. And uh, oh, um, it won't be on the one dollar bill. Do you have a five? <laughs> no, man. Oh, yes. Um, Good day. <laughs> yeah. Um, look up into the right hand. Well, not right hand corner, but like the right sector okay. into the light. Oops. Oh. Oh. You see a space? Yeah. Yeah. I've never, I've never seen that before. I don't know if I've... really. Um. Oh. Well, if you haven't seen that, you can kind of. Oh yeah. It, it, is it a five or is it his face? It's a five. Or am I it's... just? Oh. Okay. No, yeah. No. It's the exposure's all fucked up. Oh no, it's okay. Um, find the strip if you actually look at the strip really carefully. Oh um, yeah, you can actually see USA the number five. five printed onto the strip itself. Yeah, USA five. Yep. Jesus. Oh, there's an yeah on the left side. There's some fives in there too. Yeah. 
Holy shit. Try to fake that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can... You can kind of see right there. I don't know if you... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you can see it right there. There's the strip. Yep. Vertical line, and then... I don't know if you can see it, but there's also on this side... There's... Yeah, there's a really hard to see. But there's fives going down vertically. You can kind of see it right there. Oh. You see it at the tip of my finger? I don't know if you can. Jesus. Yeah, man, I never even knew that was there. Really? Holy shit. Now, I don't know if I have a 10. Yeah, actually, I do have a 10. Oh, big baller. You and your $10. Oh, yeah, here. Well, let's do this. Do, do you see Hamilton's face right there? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. I wonder if there's anything on the one. Nope. No. <laughs> nope. Just, nope. Nope. Just get fucked. And that's the reason why counterfeiters don't use ones is because if you're going to counterfeit a 100, you need a watermark. Uh, uh. I mean, the one doesn't even have a strip. No, it doesn't. Is it just nope. not? Is it just not worth it? Um, they are under the assumption that it's going to cost more money to uh, print ones than it is to actually um, yeah well two counterfeit ones than it is just to find one yeah whoa now do you think there, there are any security features that like different types of light um not on u.s currency um because you're talking more of like holograms and that's on canadian currency what do do you have any i wish i knew where it is um but yes i do have canadian currency um just not on me right now Here's a, here's a, like a passport card I have, and I just looked at it, and yeah, there's like a weird, look at that weird like snake thingy. Interesting. You see that? Huh. Um, do you think that is, um, electronic? Um, is that like a, like a chip card? That was my first thought, but yeah, it's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's enough that I would like just, I guess it's enough to deter like the common man. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just one glance at it. It's like, oh, fuck that. I'm well, um, if you ever get a, uh, well, I mean, it might be on the uh, $5 bill. However, I know it's on the $100 bill. If you ever look at Benjamin Franklin's collar underneath the microscope, yeah, um, it will say $100 bill. Yeah, I actually I did a Photoshop some months ago. Um, 
Yeah, and I, I had blown up on my iPad. I was just doing like a Photoshop of just making some weird shit. Oh. And I was, I had been, I was looking at like the 100 zoomed in for so long that I started to notice shit that I never would have seen before. Just like yeah. in his collar, it's like it's like line art. Uh huh. At one point, the line. I mean, dude, it's microscopic. Is like the line, one of the lines breaks and it just in a continuous loop or it spells United States and then goes back to being yep. a line. But there's just little tiny shit. Now, um, if you've ever watched uh, a program on, I think it was uh, the History Channel like 10 years back, they actually had an episode on the Department of Treasury and actually how they engraved the plates. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the first master plates are hand engraved. Yeah. Everything that you saw up underneath the microscope was done by hand. Yeah. By, I think they said like 10 separate engravers. But it, the thing that really boggled my mind is, is they have to work under magnification and in reverse. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Why reverse? Oh, I guess, you know, that makes sense. Well, I mean, if they're printing, yeah. it has to be in reverse. Yeah, man, it's... <laughs> Jesus. I wonder what some yeah. of the security features are on, like, security clearance badges, you know? Um, boy, it's not a security clearance badge by any means, but my uh, badge... Um, for the armored truck company certainly had a hologram on it mm-hmm. um, but um, it it also had a barcode on it yeah yeah um, I, I know for a fact um, FBI uh, credentials are actually top secret really? yeah you can't like the badge of the flash? Yeah, well, not necessarily the badge, like their identification, mm-hmm. just because if someone knew the format yeah. of the badge itself, they could just print their own, I guess. <sighs> I was actually told that by uh, an ex-cop a while back. Um, maybe your viewers could fact check me, but um, for sure, um, that's what I was told. If you, there is a show on like casinos I used to watch in like the early two thousands. I was in middle okay. school, and it was a uh, counterfeit guys that were not. They couldn't get away with counterfeiting U.S. dollars because okay. it's just if you do get away with it, you can only get away with it for so long before they catch on to you. So they yeah. figured take their skills. Actually, actually, I was saying they. It was one guy. He figured take his skills, and he couldn't get away with like hundreds. Mm-hmm. But he decided he could get away with counterfeiting casino chips, and so he took all of his time, and he actually successfully made like ten or twenty million dollars doing it. Eventually, Damn. eventually got busted. But yeah, it was it was it was like the weight, the weight of each one. And you could only get that weight. And there's also like if when like the things like fell through like slots or something. Yeah. 
like lasers would shoot through it and you could see the composition and they used like different materials there's like different clays in them and they're like different okay. composites and he had to go through yeah. and he had this like whole system set up at his house and he would make these things and he would go you'd get like an escort and you know it would be just you know they'd go to the casino and it was you know here's last night's winnings and they'd go and they'd purposely like lose some because I think you're allowed to bring chips in, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they, sure. would, they would go stay. And each casino was different. So he would hit up different casinos and they would go get, you know, they'd stay there and they'd purposely go and like spend a lot and lose a lot. And finally, like, you know, let's cut our losses. And so the, yeah. the house really, there weren't as many red flags because it was just like, Whatever this business as usual. This dude just lost 150 grand. Whatever this guy's clearly a baller. He's got five million in chips with him. Like you know, he's got some dime piece, and he's right. just like, all right, let's go, honey. And they cash out, and I forget how I get caught. I mean, it must have just been like accounting. Uh, they would, you know, they'd realize something's up. Yeah. They got more or less chips or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Maybe that's the way to go. Perhaps. Um, I always thought um, if you had technical knowledge, um, why not just be hired by the customers of an armored truck company and take from them? I mean, it's certainly a a lot safer. Um, You're not getting as much, but I mean, you're still getting a few thousand dollars. What do you mean? Well, no. So, for example, if you're going to... Let's say you've completely ruled out robbing an armored truck. Torque. Just because, yeah, right? You saw Torque um, and you realized yeah, you, you, you saw Torque and it was just very demoralizing. You and, couldn't do it. You saw Torque and you are just like, okay, scratch that one off. So um, why not um, get hired at like a pharmacy or um, a retail establishment that they give money to the armored truck company? and try to break into their safe because you've been promoted to a manager or, or, or something like that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, without going into any details, what I'm trying to say is, say, you get hired into a retail store, okay. right? And you have seen how the armored truck guy operates in the, in the store and he has to give you a key and then you take a key from the safe and those two keys open up a bottom compartment into the safe. Well, what would happen if you took an imprint of the armored truck guy's key somehow and you made a key copy of his key mm. and you just sh- shut off all the cameras in the office and you took your copy of the key and the key from the safe and you opened up that bottom compartment and you stole $25,000. Mm. Yeah. And then who would get fucked? The armored truck company? Yeah. Well, I mean, the only person that should have that key is the armored truck company, right? So, yeah. I mean, I... I Obviously, um, everything's going to point to the uh, people that uh, put the money down into that uh, bottom compartment, Mm. um, which would be managers. Mm. 
I mean, that's another way to think of it too. I mean, yeah. you don't necessarily need to rob the armored truck company. Yeah. I mean, you, you can rob the customers. <laughs> what if you're in the armored truck company? Okay. And you and your and your buddies pay off, or you're in you're in uh, cahoots with 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 two criminal friends. Mm-hmm. And you have them rob you, not to a point where it's like, oh, the money went missing, because then the armored truck guys get fucked. I mean, like, they purposely get, you know, t-boned, and allow themselves to be dragged out at gunpoint. You know, yeah, um, that would certainly be looked into um, by. It investigators for sure mm-hmm. um I, I mean it would honestly come down to uh did anyone get shot or uh, or how authentic it looked because mm-hmm. I, I mean keep in mind um these investigators were specifically hired by our armored truck companies because they specialized in armored truck investigations so I mean, it, it, it's really tough. I, I it's mean, hairy. because now we're getting into inside jobs. Yeah, <laughs> and it and, and armored truck companies already know it's going to be an inside job. Torque two, summer twenty twenty one, too torqued up. <laughs> yeah, torqued down for what? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, dude. But I feel like that's the only way you could do it. It was being an inside yeah. job. No, no, it ha- it, it totally has to be. Yeah. I, I mean, you have to have someone on the inside. Yeah, it's. But I mean, we're seriously trained for that. I, I mean, we're trained to, you know, even though everyone's a coworker and we're supposed to act like coworkers, deep down in the back from in the back of our mind, we certainly know that there could be a guy that's here to do an inside job, and we always just keep our guard up. That's crazy. It sucks. It gets mentally exhausting. I feel like that would be mentally debilitating. <laughs> like, like it sucks enough to have to like wake up after not a good night's sleep and go to work. But it's one thing if you're just going to Smoothie King and like making fucking you know green tea smoothies for sorority girls, which I've been in that position. It's another thing if you're already not going on a lot of sleep and you're tired and kind of hungover and and then you're there and you're like fuck you know i gotta make sure one of these motherfuckers isn't some jason Bourne character <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yeah dude uh, so what's the incentive for you guys to without divulging like that had to have paid you fairly well right because otherwise why wouldn't <laughs> why wouldn't you just go no. work why would why wouldn't you just go work at smoothie king then if you're getting the same look why wouldn't you just go make smoothies for for becky and karen for the because same the money. job's supposed to be cool. Yeah. Um, actually, I think one of the bigger uh, um, incentives of the job is you are more likely to meet your wife at, at the job than you are um, at any other job. I mean, it, it's really? kind of like college um, where sure. you're kind of reeled in by the uh, – uh, people saying oh yeah no I, I i met my wife when i went to college hmm. it, it, it's so it's sort of like that okay. um 
I actually met my wife um, doing what I did. Hell, okay. we've been happily married for two and a half years. Woo, shout out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> now, is there a chance that this is all long con, con and she's working an inside job? <laughs> well, I, I'm not in the industry anymore, so um, not that that's certainly th- not... Uh, not that you think. Uh, yeah, right? Um, so she kind of failed at that job. So far. So it would so seem. Far. So it would seem. <laughs> right? What she was really after was the alimony, right? Yeah. No, she's going to get you to go back in. Yeah. She's going to, come on, Brad, just go back in. You you like it. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I guess there really is no incentive. I, I mean, I, I know my company specifically had me sign a piece of paper saying um, if any money um, went missing and it was determined that I um, lost it out of negligence. Um, I had automatic restitution. What's restitution mean? Um, you had to pay it back. The fuck? Yep. So, for example, um, I had this one friend that had just a wild teenage years. He um, took a bunch of uh, canned food items and he and a few buddies uh, started throwing them at cars and stuff, and uh, the cops eventually catched him. Well, what happened was, is um, between the four of them, they did like $100,000 worth of damage to oh, vehicles. Fuck. Yeah, so um, it, um, the, um, the judge um, said, well, guess what, guys? Between the four of you, you each now have $25,000 of restitution that you have to pay back. Now, insurance doesn't take care of that? Or do they have to pay well, insurance? I, I, I'm just giving you yeah, the, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. the example. I don't know the specifics. Yeah, yeah we're not going into but, the depths of the canned food brigade. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew you could weaponize a can of peas like that? <laughs> yeah, man. That's what happens. That happens if you try to ban guns, dude. Peas, right? peas become the new weapon. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Second Amendment, the right to bear peas. It's <laughs> Yeah, dude, I had some friends in high school that they would notoriously attack this like chain of city buses with eggs. Jesus. Yeah. But like while it was driving, <laughs> like they would go for the windshield. <laughs> it wasn't until like years after we graduated high school that it was like, oh man, that, that could have, that could have resulted in some, some deaths. Yeah. Block the windshield have. dude. And that fucking loaded city bus T-bones a fucking Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think one of the stupider things I did growing up was uh, I, I I lived in a town of like five thousand people, and there was this uh, overpass, but it was a railroad overpass that went over a highway, and um, uh, a bunch of buddies and I decided that it would be a great thing to do. And this was fall, like ten at night, we'd wait for vehicles to come by and we would steal these big um trash bags full of leaves and we'd throw them over the edge and just watch them explode right in front of cars dude that would fuck a car up dude 
Well, it wouldn't hit it. It, yeah. it would just freak out someone. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. what I, that's what I mean. You don't have to get hit, dude. You got to swerve, <laughs> and then you wrap around a tree, and now it's oh, okay. Yeah, well, see, that was just some of the young and dumb things I did. I, I mean, looking back on it now, I, I mean, what would happen if there was like a cinder block in one of those things, and you throw it down and just ca- cause a crazy car crash, man? Yeah, shit, dude. Me and my friends, we were seniors in high school, dude. There was like the senior parking lot. It was separated uh, from the rest. It was no pun intended. It was seniority. You got to have your own parking uh, lot. It was you know, let the older kids be the older kids. Mm-hmm. And we used to you know we'd hang out there after school, and we had this big slingshot, and we would you know like one person would hold each side of it. It was like a three person slingshot. Like okay. a huge fucking thing. Yeah. And the two guys would hold it and then someone else would pull it back like five, six feet. And you could just you know early on it was just you know, shoot water balloons at the wall or whatever, you know, or shoot <laughs> you know, and then we got into like we'd take these like clementines or oranges and we'd like we'd shoot them point blank at like a metal like a like a fence, like a chain Jesus. link fence. Just to watch it explode and go through. Yeah. And then we started shooting it at these, like, apartments, like, across the street from the high school. And, like, nailing the walls and they'd explode. And we finally got to the point where we turned and we'd shoot it onto I-85 going into Atlanta. <laughs> Twelve lanes. Jesus. We'd just shoot oranges up into there, man. No bullshit. Like we did this for like a couple days, and we just we eventually stopped. I think we got bored. But dude, we do this at like three and four in the afternoon when like it was twelve lanes of traffic all going yeah. like eighty miles an hour. And Jesus. I never really thought about that until like a year ago, and I was looking at this case where these kids were throwing rocks off out of an overpass at cars, mm. and I think they killed a couple people. Jeez. And these kids are like yeah. 18, and I think they all got life sentences. <sighs> yeah. And I was just thinking, I was thinking like, man, all it took was like one Clementine. Yeah. I hitting, mean, hitting a city bus. Just perfect storm of hitting someone in the head that yeah. has some sort of, you know, condition. Yeah. Not even that, just fucking hitting the windshield of a city bus, and the driver freaks out, and, you yeah. know rear ends a fucking Subaru full of kids and next thing you know you've you've got nine deaths on your hands yeah for sure yeah dude or more yeah 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 if you mean if you if you do it well but (laughs) I mean hey if you're gonna do a job you better do it right you gotta do it you better do it right (laughs) do you know who Sam Hyde is Uh, I have not heard the name he's he's this like comedian type guy. He did like a fake TED. Okay. He did like a fake TED talk. Okay. <laughs> he goes and he's. It's it's he's like tr- it's fucking hilarious, but uh, one of the things he talks about, he's like. He's like, good ideas with friends working together, you can do incredible stuff. You know. Nine eleven. 19 guys that barely spoke English, just a couple of box cutters and a, you know, a can-do attitude. And look what they did. It was terrible. But I remember listening to it. I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, 
they took aviation classes, but it was only like uh, like Cessnas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. They certainly upgraded to like twin engine uh, Boeings and Airbuses. Yeah, dude. Or whatever it, the hell it was. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's fucked up, but yeah. So, what other questions do you got for me, man? Oh, shit, yeah, I feel bad. We barely touched on armored trucks this episode. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Um, yeah. So, how would you attack it with an explosive? Like, hold on. Um, thirty minutes left. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, dude, tell, yeah. tell me whenever you gotta go. It's okay. Don't look, cause so, I'll sit here and bullshit explosives, forever. Huh? Explosives. Um, I'm going after an armored truck, and I already saw torque, and I realized that the more people involved, the less likely it's going to work. So I just go. I'm fresh back from Iraq. I saw a lot of explosives there, and I'm uh-huh. now I'm like, all right, I'm just going to um, blow the fuck out of a truck right near the Canadian border, and I'm going to zippity do up there. And if it doesn't work out, it won't be my problem because I'll be dead soon. Right. Yeah. Um. I. I would honestly say anywhere. I, I, I mean, I, I, once you get to the level of explosives, you just completely throw out any ballistic rating whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um. Really? Choose a door. Choose underneath. I mean, choose a vent on the top, or even choose a door up front in, in the cab. You're going to get in. It's an explosive. <laughs> what about? What about something like a? What if you just got some like industrial pepper spray and you somehow managed to get on to the top? Okay, so what if I black paint it, right? Okay. Throw the black paint balloons or cans and you're just like, you throw it in a park and you're like, all right, close the vent. But before the vents are closed, boom, just cloud of, of, of gas comes in. Well, I mean, if it's pepper spray, I mean, I, I've certainly met pepper spray before. It's yeah, just, yeah, you told, yeah, you told it, me. It, it, it's just discomfort. It really sucks, but you're not going to die from it. Uh, I mean, I, I guess eventually you'll probably want to open the door, but that's exactly what the people on the outside want you to do. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, are, are you better off um, dealing with the pepper spray and living or getting out and dying? Okay, what if I... What about... I mean, because that's how I'm going to think of it. What about like a flamethrower? Put a flamethrower in the vent. Just toward... I guess that doesn't matter because it doesn't. if I kill all the occupants, the doors are still locked. Yeah. Fuck. Well, I mean, that brings me back to the whole jobs of life thing. I mean, you're honestly going to have to break a door. So... I think that we have fleshed out that it has to be an inside job. Yeah. Because <laughs> at this point, you know, the whole Torque trilogy has come out. <laughs> right? <laughs> Torqued up, too torque to die. It's, you know, it's... it's. Yeah. And those are clever names. I hope you uh, trademark those. Oh, Brad, well, you'll, you'll, you'll get royalties. Okay, okay. <laughs> We just gotta send this to Michael Bay. We gotta maybe not upload this podcast. Maybe just send it. Ooh, be like, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Torque. Fall twenty twenty. It's um. So, 
It would have to be an inside job. Uh huh. You're a three man crew, correct? Yeah. What are the chances of like solo betrayal? Well, I mean, if it's just one person on a three man crew, what's stopping the other two from shooting that guy? Okay, what if it's a two man betrayal? Okay. Um, then what's stopping the two people from shooting the one person and uh, kind of getting away with it? I mean, GPS, see, the thing is, is GPS. Fuck. you could, in theory, have two people betray one, mm-hmm. kill the one, but the armor truck has to be back to the vault at some time. So you're going to have a very limited time window to get in and out of the country or get into hiding. I, I mean, there was a story, well, not a story, there was a report of an armored truck robbery that happened when a, uh, a a driver shot the messenger, and the driver actually got away with, it was like $600,000, but the armored truck was parked underneath a bridge and people actually uh went up to the armored truck and they noticed blood dripping out of the back and then that's when they called authorities that truck was there for about five hours so i mean you had five hours to get somewhere where the law can't get you yeah I mean, if that's to Canada or a flight to Canada or a flight to Iran, I know Iran doesn't have flights connecting to to the United States. So, I mean, you'd have to work that out logistically. But that also comes down to a very serious question. Granted, um, in the back of everyone's mind, you know, um, is this person an inside job? But... Um, the question is, could you live with shooting a good friend of yours, someone that you've been working with um, closely for the past four months, two years? You'd have to be... No, I couldn't, and I don't think most people could, but I also don't think it'd be that difficult to find someone that could. Of course. I think someone that's okay with shooting a random person would probably be just as okay with doing an inside job and shooting someone they know. Because ultimately, if if their mindset and dedication is towards doing an inside job and robbing an armored truck, they're going to accept that some eggs have to be broken. They've justified it, for sure. And and, and those are the people that we try to watch out for, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Someone that's maybe not too friendly? How about overly friendly? Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Overly friendly. Yeah. Always invites you to the barbecue he's having on the weekends or always inviting you to Brad, vacation you- with him or always inviting you up to the bar just to throw back a couple brewskis after work. Maybe he's just gay and thinks you're cute. <laughs> you know? Maybe it's not an I inside job. I also looked job. out for those guys, too. Maybe it's not an inside job, man. Maybe you're just a fucking bigot. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> you report him to HR, and it's like, that's Garcia. He's just gay. Hey. Brad, you're fired. <laughs> you homophobic fuck. <laughs> but that was Garcia's plan the My whole bad. time. That was Garcia's plan the whole time. He's like, no, Brad's out of the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, but so they told you to watch out for overly friendly people? Well, just anything suspicious whatsoever. See, I wouldn't... I, I mean, see, the thing is, though, is... Uh, I, did I ever tell you about my three-strike policy? No. Okay, so... Sometimes we would have my driver might call off sick or my messenger might call off sick and I had to fill a different role. And typically I always stayed in the crew leader or guard position. And what would end up happening was, is I would have a new driver. Mm. Well, when you have a new driver, he doesn't know the route. So I I have to focus more on giving him clear verbal um, directions on where to turn. Um, one of the things that always freaked me out was when I would give someone very clear, very good directions and they would take a wrong turn. Um, that would creep me the fuck out. Absolutely. So whenever that would happen and I knew that he disobeyed me, I I, I would tell him, okay, let's return to the vault. Now, keep in mind, this throws an entire wrench into my operation. But every time when I could prove that he, when he could, when I could prove that he legitimately took a wrong turn on purpose, I would document it. And if it happened three times in a row in one day, I would kick him off my route. Dude. Because I, I, I'm just that paranoid. I, I don't creepy. fuck around with that shit. That's creepy. Yeah. Now, did, I, it, did I mean, this happen? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. It, but not it's just, happened twice. Not just accidents? Dude's hung over, hasn't had his coffee, mm-hmm. just like, oh, sorry. Well, I don't give a fuck. You listen to my directions. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Brad's world, that. bitch. <laughs> right? Better take your coffee and Adderall because you got to be on your A game. Uh-uh. Yes, uh-uh. absolutely. Welcome to Brad's world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would creep me out, though. Yeah. That would creep me the fuck out. I don't know why I just got so close to it. That would creep me out, Brad. Yeah. It's very creepy. We should do the podcast like this the whole time. <laughs> Welcome to Tommy's podcast. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Welcome to Tommy's My podcast. name's Brad. I'm Tommy. Welcome to the t- <laughs> That's how, I, creepy. that's how I should do podcasts with guests from now on. I just only look through a porthole. And then when I talk, I put my mouth up. So I'm just like, hello. Hello. Look at the gap in my teeth. I think from now on, you should get one of those uh, um, black um, ski masks. <laughs> like those like, voice... stereotypical rubber masks with like a, in a voice modulator. Face cut out. <laughs> there we go. Welcome, welcome to Tony Girl. <laughs> So tell me about your time in special forces. Tell me about your Like, <laughs> welcome to Tommy Cash. Oh, that's great. So you're a finger painter. <laughs> yes, I, yes. Um, so yeah, no. I, I three mean, strikes, yeah. Those situations were certainly one of those um, hand on your firearm moments, you know, not drawing it and pointing it at the driver. What? But it's just one, one of those moments where you just keep your hand on your gun just in case. Really? Yeah. Now, but you... I mean, because trust me, it's a very tense moment when you tell him to return to base and he's like, we're not even done. I'm like, okay, I, I don't give a fuck because they kind of fight with you because they want to do their job. Hmm. And they 
they're confused on why you want to return back to the vault. And when you just give them the command, return to the vault now, and they do it, there's certainly some ten- some tension yeah, into in the trap. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's why you keep your hand on your gun, just in case. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. <laughs> Fuck that. Now, can you then imagine the commotion from the back of the truck when the messenger figures out um, that you're returning back to the vault. I mean, sometimes, you know, the bulkhead door is shut. And in those cases, you know, I mean, the, the messenger's knocking on the door saying, hey, why are we off route? Is he, now, is he in communication with you? Can you tell him we're going? We're just going back to the vault? Or is now he, like, yeah. is Brad compromised? Well, and see, um, that's why um, um, it can be a precarious situation, too, because, you know, sometimes if I can't communicate with the messenger, the, the messenger has to kind of trust my judgment. So... Now, with this driver that you you said turn, he didn't. Yeah. But he's already a driver for the company. Yeah. He does a different route normally, and you just so happen to be you're plucking him because you have to fill the get you have to fill the void. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that he's not already a driver for a company and been cleared is that not enough? No. You just don't give a fuck. No, I, 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 no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just, I, I'm just being the devil's advocate. Yeah. 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 No, I, I honestly don't give a fuck. If you clearly, if I can prove that you clearly disregarded my command, we're going back to the vault. So, in what what situation do you allow it? You're like, is it like, oh shit, shit, right, 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 and he's like, you know, it just passes. You're like. You know, well, what the fuck, then that Brad? means he's um, then that means he's being a distracted driver. We would return back to the ball. No, no, I mean, like, too. what if what if you um, gave the turn at the so last second? If, for example, he sees an obstacle or something blocking the road that I don't, or if I am preoccupied talking to the messenger and coordinating with him. So a an example of this would be there's some road construction up here and we can bypass this by taking a left when we normally take a right and we can just go around it. Okay. Um, in those situations, I am typically aware of the road construction. However, um, that's something I typically talk with the driver before we even get on the road. I usually let them know of all the road construction that, that I am aware of. Mm-hmm. And if he has any questions, he needs to let me know before we get there. So when it's not a replacement driver mm-hmm. and it's just your crew, mm-hmm. who, who you would obviously know better, you know, do they still have the one strike rule? Uh, no. Um, if it is the three of us, I have delegated certain powers to them, like, for example, making those decisions about the road construction. However, when it's a new person, I absolutely take that shit away from them and their 
pretty much on probation at that point. I, I mean, I, I I give them a strike uh, a three strike rule because I'm trying to compromise with my bosses. Hmm. Um, it, it, if I had my way, um, if it wasn't the three of us, our armor truck wouldn't operate. Hmm. But that obviously can't happen hmm. because you know I mean clients need money. And yeah, and. <sighs> Would you ever get suspicious of the guy that called called in sick? Is he in? Is he working with your replacement driver? Um, I I would honestly hope not. The, I mean, I guess the there's no real way for me to prove it. The paranoia. <laughs> but see, the thing is, is when I created my crew for the armored truck company, keep in mind that I mean. This was like a three-year process of creating this crew, and it was literally just cycling through everyone through the branch to figure out who I wanted or who I knew I could at least put a little trust in. Mm. I mean, if someone said that they were going to call off sick, they certainly made a call to me letting me know the day before that they were going to call in. Okay. Okay. So it's just actually, it's actually kind of funny because uh, I actually knew about um, most of my crew's call-ins b- before my supervisor even did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it makes sense from what you're what you're what you're talking about. It's yeah. <clears throat> so, but yeah, I'm just I'm sort of fixated on that idea of like you tell them to make a turn and they don't, and you're like, go back to the vault, mm-hmm. and yeah, they want to do their job so that. Yeah, the tension. It's probably like, dude, it was an accident. Like, you just like just go back to the vault. <sighs> no, I, I, and see, I, I mean, I flew. Like I said, I, I, I've had that happen a couple of times, and legitimately, all, all you do is you turn your body towards the driver, obviously hand on the firearm, and if they ask any questions, you let them know the truth. And the truth is, is I honestly don't trust you. And if you make any um, wrong moves, you're liable to be shot. Now go back to the vault. <laughs> so you turn, you turn to him. Yeah, because so you're I turning mean, your seat. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you you turn in your seat. I mean, it, it's just like how you would turn your body kind of sideways towards a Tor- driver yeah. if you're the passenger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And. and uh, and all you do is you just stare at them. I, I mean, that's it. I mean, in the worst case, the only thing I can think of a driver could do at that point is try to, you know, steer the armor truck into yeah. a wall or something. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I mean, at, at that point, I've pretty much anticipa- anticipated that. I mean, it can get pretty tense, but you just... See, that's when I quit and I just go work for Smoothie King. It's when I'm going. <laughs> no, so. Um, Make an XL green latte, yeah. Right? That's when you work at Starbucks. Yeah, that's when you just say, fuck this job. Yeah, no, but uh, both of those people that it happened to, I mean, they quit the following week. Ooh. So I, I maybe mean, they're it, like, it, it, maybe it, they're that's... like, cover's blown. Uh, well, see, the thing is, is it might have been a cover blown or it could just be 
the fact of oh god i i have to go back on brad's truck again or uh, <laughs> i mean welcome to the thunderdome yeah <laughs> welcome to the thunderdome bitch yeah welcome to brad's world motherfucker yeah. jesus dude yeah that's so like how clear are the directions when you guys are so you what are you just like you know, in a quarter of a mile, you will be turning left on this road. Yes. At Smith Drive, up here. Yeah. Right past the red building. You're turning. In a turn. half a mile, turn right on Thomas Street. In the a quarter next mile. The street is on Thomas Street. Turn right there. You'll be turning. This is Thomas Street. Turn. You didn't. So do you even say you didn't turn? You just say, go back to the vault. Yes. It's. You missed the turn. Return hand, to base. Hand, yes. Hand on hip. Yes. <laughs> and, he's, and he's. Do you, you don't draw it? No, 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 no. You do. No, you don't. Because in my state, there's no such thing as a brandishing law. Um, no matter what, um, if you pull a firearm, it's not brandishing in my state. It's actually um, assault with a deadly weapon. No matter okay. what. Okay. Okay. So if you pull a firearm, you have to be damn sure that um, you can justify assault with a deadly weapon. But the thing is, you maybe could. I could, but do um, could I justify that to a peer? Uh, well, um, a jury of my peers that have no idea about the armored car industry. Hmm. That's a challenging part. But yeah, no, I mean. You turn to the driver, and you observe his um, um, his uh, demeanor. Demeanor the entire way back to the vault, because I I honestly don't know about you, but if you're in my position, I I want to go back home to my family. Yeah. Dude, this is I'm getting stressed out talking about this. <laughs> so. Well, And do you ever tell him that hey, you are liable to be shot? Um, Did you ever I have think, to voice that command, or is it understood? Um, or I have never told the driver that specifically. However, in the reports that I've written to my supervisors, I have specifically said that. Now, do they ever argue? Say, um, no, no. Because, see, the thing is, is when you use deadly force or great bodily harm uh, in my state, you have to have a few things. You have to have um, IOMA. It's I-M-O-A. Intent, opportunity, means, and ability. If you can prove all of those, then you can shoot someone. So what is their intent? Okay, well, their intent is they're trying to steal the money. Mm -hmm. What's their opportunity? They're driving. driving. What is their means? Well, their means is they want to crash the armored truck to disable both the messenger and I to get to the money. And what is their ability? Well, their ability is is they were hired by the armored truck company. Okay. 
I mean, you need to be able to really justify this. I, I mean, keep in mind, taking someone's life is a very, very serious thing. It's something I dreaded and never looked forward to. Um, would it stop me? Absolutely not. But it is a very, very serious thing. Mm. It, it, it's nothing anyone looks forward to. Mm. But you need to be able to justify the taking someone's life um have i ever told them that they're liable to be shot no the reason why is because Didn't that could be misconstrued as a threat yeah um yeah however it was something that i put in my report because at that point i could have uh, stated that i was uh, in, in fear for my life and the life of the messenger and back. Mm. Interesting, huh? No, it's yes, but it's scary. <laughs> yes, it's oh, interesting. Yeah, no, not, yeah, it's, no, it is. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. That was the wrong choice of words to say. No, oh, it's interesting. Okay. Definitely. God, dude, that that's gonna wind you up, fucking. Um. It's gonna make yes. it tense. Um, one thing I did forget to mention on top of the I A O M A I I forgot the acronym the IOMA. You have to have something uh, that is uh, preclusion. Um, preclusion is pretty much: Do you think he's going to commit an act that you know is going to be worse than uh, than the outcome of you not reacting? Does that kind of make sense? Yes. Um, is, so, it, is it worth it? Yeah. Per, um, yeah, a- absolutely. Um, uh, the best example I can think of is preclusion is if someone is pointing a gun at you, um, are you going to draw a weapon and try to um, just take the bullet and shoot him? Or are you just going to not draw your firearm and just let him shoot you? I mean, keep in mind, I'm everyone on my team did wear body armor. That was one of my requirements. Mm. But not on, um, not on the head. Correct. No, um, you never wanted uh, um, a, a helmet and an armor trick. Why is that? Well, why? Uh, what would happen if you uh, crashed at 50 miles per hour? That's five or six pounds on your head. That could jar your, uh, jar your neck. Maybe have it <clears throat> maybe have it on the ground or in a, some container, and then when you get I'm out... I'm a complete advocate of helmets outside of the armored truck. Yeah, so that's what I mean. You get it, you know, your park, clip... Now we're getting I, I just never had the uh, money to actually buy one, though. I mean, they're like $600, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, the... I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just stuck on this. <laughs> okay. I'm just stuck on this idea of, like, the tenseness. Yeah. The... Man, it was thicker than pea soup. We was closer than peas and carrots. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened if the dude was just 
what if what if he just what if he said like no brad you're overreacting we're just we're going to the place um then that's when you give him clear instructions to return to the vault now um and remind him that i'm the absolute authority on the truck is the hand any more clearly on the hip now? Um, no, or, because that could ver- also be misconstrued as a threat. Could you verbally, because you can't draw it because you said there's no brandishing, it's just assault. Mm-hmm. Could you verbally inform him in case he is um, unaware that your hand is on your firearm? Um, I, I would actually um, not do any of that. I, I would... Uh, Tell him, as your direct supervisor, you do not disobey me. You are returning to the vault right now. And what if this guy is just like a Frank or a Bruce, and he's just at the end of his rope, and he's just like, dude, well, it was then an accident. That's when you call the authorities and report an armored truck robbery in progress. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. Because obviously they've just hijacked an armored truck because they're disobeying your commands. So at what point do you just put a fucking round through his head? Um, if he goes to reach for his firearm. Oh. oh. Which also brings up a very clear problem. And if you shoot the driver and he's driving down the highway at 55 miles per hour, what what, what the fuck do you do? <laughs> um, well, hope to God well, you have your helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, luckily, it's never gotten to that point. That's when you um, realize they're I, filming I, I'm Torque I'm a very too. persuasive person um, when I need to be. I believe it. No, I, you, you definitely have a sincerity about you. Now, at what point does he wonder, is Brad, can Brad be trusted? Um. And see, that is actually a really good question because when it comes to the position that I was in, I mean, I was a crew leader. Um, That was actually the ultimate spot of um, trustworthiness for someone in an armored truck. If there was anyone you needed to trust, um, that was me. Could it be a position of where you could do some pretty weird and pretty wacky things to try to get away away with an armored truck robbery? Absolutely. Yeah, if if anyone, it would be you. Yeah, yeah, but see, the thing is, is that's the reason why crew leaders retired as crew leaders. I I mean, it it was really hard to become a crew leader. I mean, it took me a good year and a half, two years to just to prove my trustworthiness. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it almost has to get personal yes. before you can actually get into that job. Um, I, I remembered um, one of the ways that I proved um, my trustworthiness to one of my supervisors was it was a weekend. It was in the dead of winter. And keep in mind, my supervisor's salary. And what happened was is all the routes were back. I, I was the first one back, but I asked him if I could do a little overtime. And I helped him uh, check in all the routes to make sure all the bags were good and sealed and everything, and everything was fine. Hmm. When I punched out, he actually grabbed a snow shovel and started shoveling uh, the uh, sidewalk. 
I, I honestly could have left and just called it a day, but instead I rolled up my sleeves and I helped him shovel the sidewalk so he could get out of work twice as fast. Hmm. It's small things like that. Hmm. I mean, you, you kind of have to show um, like a physical and mental investment into the company. Yeah. And, the, and that's not something you can just walk into the operation manager's office and say, hey, I want to be a crew leader. Hmm. Because guess what? You're now never going to become a curly. Yeah, I was going to say that's. that's <laughs> hey, I really want to be in charge. Yeah, yeah, it's like okay, no. Yeah, red flag. No, you're not. <laughs> you will become a messenger, and that and that is it. Now, someone like me, if they ever saw either of these podcasts, would they just be like, "Tommy cannot be a crew leader. <laughs> My questions are too absurd." <laughs> Where would you blow it up? Where would you T-bone it? <laughs> would you would you stuff the gas pipe? Would your exhaust pipe? Fifty BMG through the forehead. Remove the head of the driver. <laughs> like, have I have I sunk my career in uh in money delivery? Um, not if you delete the podcasts. <laughs> that would to me that would show more intent. Because <laughs> if I really wasn't guilty, I'd be like, dude, it was a fucking podcast. But I feel like if I deleted the podcast, now it's like. What tracks well, are you covering? Mean, why does he want to be a crew be leader so badly? An integrity case there. Yeah, it'd be like, well, why does he want to be a crew leader so badly? He's now willing to delete his podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, dude. To be continued. To be continued, unless you want a part three. Well, no, that's yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What, what the fuck else did you think I'd mean by to be continued? I thought you were still going on about the movie. <laughs> oh no! Well, that too. But no, I was just gonna say yeah, because I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to wrap it up because you said yeah. another half hour. So mm-hmm. you definitely got to come back on again, man, because uh, <laughs> we went off into the weeds for a bit. But uh, yeah, I know we went down to the rabbit hole for shit, a while. Dude, but I I enjoy that, man. You know, it's uh, yeah. yeah, it's you know, if it's if it's. It, if if every podcast is a, a direct interview, like that gets right, that wears on you because it's like okay, now it's not for fun. Now it's like now I have to produce an interview. But if it's just like <laughs> having on Brad and ten minutes in, it's like Torque directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> like that's fun, man. I I, I enjoy that. It's it's a nice. <laughs> that's awesome. Torque's coming out though, dude. I feel like it needs to. Torque. Directed by Michael Bay, Mark Wahlberg, Steve Buscemi, Terry Crews. I think those, uh, yeah, I think that's a group uh, made in heaven, man. Tommy Lee Jones is Richard McAllister. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I don't know who Karen is, though. Me neither. Huh. All right, man. Well, (laughs) on that note. Uh, yeah, on that. Hey, t- tune in next time if you want to hear more about Torque, Torque Two, Two Torque to Die, and Torqued Up. <laughs> All right, Tom. Brad, I appreciate. Well, I appreciate it, dog. Hey, absolutely. Um, l- let me know when you stop recording. Oh yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and. <laughs>